Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have a very special show today for a multitude of reasons. Besides, there's actually Xbox news to talk about. We have two new members to the panel. Now, again, today we're lucky enough to have Pong with us. We have Josh. We have Mav. We do not have Boxenberger. He's stuck at work, and VJ is still under the weather, so wish him well on Twitter. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, what we've decided to do as a team is to guarantee that you're always going to have a bunch of voices to talk to, uh, to, you know, to, to talk to, to listen to. Uh, you're going to see, as you can see right now, we have six people in the panel. Uh, next week, we could have four. The week after that, we could have eight. And when do we have eight? We will not have gameplay, but we will have everyone's beautiful faces on the screen for you to see so we can get um, a varied opinion on what's going on with Xbox. When we have that kind of a big panel, we're going to switch it up and it's going to kind of be a no holds barred kind of a way where... You know, it's not going to be everyone stepping on each other, but there's not going to we're not going to do the round robin. I mean, again, we'll see how that works. Hopefully it's it's not out of control, but everyone here is a professional. So let's let's start with who has joined the panel. And Daniel McGee, thank you so much for joining us, brother. How the heck are you? And welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. Uh, it, It means a lot to me. It's a it's a huge sort of. Uh, step in the right direction for sort of my career and just life goals. So I really appreciate all of that. Um, as far as how I've been doing, also really good just because I've been playing that that Cuphead DLC, which has been kicking my butt. Yeah, but it's yeah, very difficult. So pretty. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm stuck on the last boss right now, but uh, the animation on it just is so pretty and amazing that i keep getting distracted <laughs> from what i'm yeah. supposed to be doing and getting knocked out it's like ah oh, well all right well listen uh, uh it's, it's great to have you here uh cuphead the the, the last course i believe it is mm-hmm. it's called is gorgeous and guess what not not surprising hard as hell to be honest yeah. with you uh it takes it does put you uh, in your place if you, if you do lack some skills but next up making his debut appearance now you've seen his name on not only prime time but xbox factor podcast recently infinite umbra who obviously is one of the voices of the infinite xbox podcast what's going on brother how you feeling hey boom how are you could you imagine if I sounded like that? Wouldn't it be if hilarious? If you did, then that's your voice. Listen, I hate my own voice, so there you go. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Come on. Hey, guys. Hey, well, thanks for the coming to the show. Uh, Is that Jason Schreier? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what he does sound like, that yeah, guy. Yeah, right. Schreier impersonation. You guys suck. I'm blocking you. Now, uh, more than everybody, uh, yeah, great to be here officially now. My first day here on the job. Uh, appreciate the welcome. And, yeah, man, ready to chop it up with all you all. All love. Yeah, well, listen, it's great to have you a part of the show. Uh, you and Daniel are going to be a big part of joining Pong and and Josh and Mav and uh, and everyone else and Boxenberger and VJ uh, because, uh, listen, you guys are positive uh, members of the community. That is something that we preach and we also practice on this channel. And uh, it's great to have you here with your varied opinions uh but first of all pong it's been a while brother i I said i was saying in the groom i spent two hours cleaning because that's what i do you know i'm a house husband so i gotta make sure that the the place is spotless because i'm a kind of a neat freak 
Not, you know, not in the point where I have twitches, but I got to have a clean house. Uh, and Mrs. Boom appreciates that. And I'm sure because some guys are Neanderthals. But I listened to the new episode, the four plus hour episode <laughs> of Living Split Screen. Lots of great comments. Lots of great topics. How the heck are you, brother? Man, it's been way too long, Boom. Uh, this is awesome to be back uh, again. Real life is what real life is, but it's awesome to finally be on a podcast with Daniel McGee. Welcome, sir. And of course, brother, Infinite Umbra, welcome to the family, sir. Uh, glad to have you both here. And of course, Thank getting you, to see Mav and chop it up with Mav and an N64 Josh and yourself, boom. Nothing is better on a Tuesday afternoon. So I was just glad I could be here today and join in the fun. But we do have some good topics, boom. There's a lot yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. So let's get down Surpri to it. Surprisingly, because news has been a little light. Now, I, I know I, I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat, a lot of new faces, which is awesome. Uh, but what I do want to say is uh, tomorrow night, uh, not only are we going to be talking about the future of Xbox and with a very special guest making his return appearance, uh, of Dealer Gaming is joining us on Primetime Gaming tomorrow at 7 p.m., uh, the second half of the show is going to be talking about Xbox. We're going to be talking about the uh, six months that we don't know about in 2023. What games are those going to be? Because they have to be big only because, well, the first half is going to be big. But we are going to open up. And I, 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 I have to talk about this because I have a platform. And I don't want to talk about it today because I specifically wrote the show for tomorrow. This abuse of devs that has been running rampant. The last couple of days, you know, with the threats, uh, you know, you have that uh, that toy box game coming out, uh, Hyperkin, I believe it is, something like that. Those devs were threatened. We also have the devs over at Sony Santa Monica that had D-Picks sent their way for release dates. It's just, it seems that more and more of the development community is coming forth, coming forward to let us know that this is going on. And we're going to have a real adult-like conversation to open up tomorrow's show because it's got to stop. And I know Dealer Gaming has been a big, uh, especially on his show on RDX on uh, Tuesdays, uh, has been a big uh, big advocate for protecting devs. He's, he's come out uh, in the defense of devs, and he's also said a lot of you know rightful things to the people that are out there making these threats uh, so I don't want people to think that we're not going to talk about it. We are, but just not on this particular show. Uh, but uh, Mav, welcome back to the program, brother. How the heck are you feeling? Uh, pretty good, man. It's been a while. I feel yes. like it's been like almost a, a month or so since been able to be here, dude. It's <laughs> one thing after another, though. But um, we're here. Fresh we got life. new panelists as well. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I, I love uh, this show, and it's been one of the my favorite things to be able to do over the last year or so so now it's uh yeah i think this is, is this the first one since non-e3 that i've been be. able to be here it might be man yeah, it oh might my be, gosh dude. but yeah it's it's gonna be great to chop it up here we got lots of awesome topics and um it's good i also gotta give josh a shout out because last week he held the fun speculation down on the show so uh shout out i saw i saw you josh when i was watching back on replay i appreciate that man you hold i got it down you brother for, i got yeah. you <laughs> but yeah, it's good to be back, dude. Uh, we're gonna have fun. 
Yeah, listen, definitely, it's it's great to have you back. Great to have Josh back. Josh, welcome back, brother. Uh, Mr. TikTok himself. You know him as uh, the guy that knows how to promote things or three. Uh, Josh, how are you feeling, brother? And uh, have you won any of your 100 or 1,000-man Mario Karts? <laughs> so the, be the beauty of the Mario Kart tournament is that I always play more than everyone else because I'm doing it every day. So I always win. I always I, love win. I don't always get first, but I always have the crown. See, so there you so go, man. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing chess while they're playing checkers. Right there, That's you go. Funny. Well, you're playing 4D <laughs> chess, actually. What you're doing, and they're playing checkers. I love that. There you go. There you uh, go. But, but listen, but no, so glad to be here. So stoked for the for the panel. Welcome, newcomers. So glad you guys are here. If you're brand new to the chat, we're super super glad you're here, and uh, can't wait to jump into this. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, just to give people a heads up, um, I know I've got I've gotten this question a lot. I try to promote as much as I can. Um, this show, along with everything that Double Barrel Gaming does, does go up into your RSS feed, your favorite podcast services. They're there. Uh, everything is there with 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 show notes, along with timestamps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Spotify. You name it, we're on it, and uh, we try and we do that. So a lot of people don't want to burn out their phones by listening or watching on YouTube. Now you can listen uh, to your favorite uh, episode, and it's listed. It, it, everything has graphics. So it's, it's legit. It's like legit. It goes up almost instantly. After I'm done with this show, I immediately start downloading. I start uploading, and we get it put on onto the uh, your favorite uh, you know a podcast site. So it's there. Um, real quick, we have a $10 Super chat from uh, Cervantes one one seven drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says this: Josh wins with hacks. <laughs> N sixty four Josh is amazing. I love it. That's great. Um, but uh, yeah, listen. Um, we also so let, let's get into why we're here. We're here to talk about video games. More specifically, folks, we're here to talk about Xbox video games. And the first topic gets me excited because, as you see on the screen. Hellblade came out many, many years ago, and that team over at Ninja Theory is hard at work on the follow-up, which is Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga, or Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Uh, and one of the, what, the first topic of the day is going to be where they are with this game. Like, what, what, where actually are they in development? And what's interesting is on June 30th was last week, they posted a group picture of the entire team that's making this game, that's being mo-capped into this game. Well, they said, they said this on their official Twitter page. It says, how do you make video game combat feel realistic? We sent some of our team and to undertake screen action training with BAA team. And as you can see, they look ready for battle. Uh, actual mocap fighting. Uh, Pine, I want to go to you first. How important is that going to be for this game as opposed to the original? Well, obviously, as we all have talked about many a times uh, when it comes to Hellblade 2, is that we're hoping that they just expand upon um, you know, the overall game, which it looks like it's going to be much bigger. From what we've already seen, it looks like it's going to be much bigger experience overall um, compared to the first one. But one of the big things that people talked about was, can we get some more combat? I'd love to see Senua fighting more, and obviously... By the looks of things, we are going to be engaged in battles. Now, we saw the one with the big giant. Of course, it only showed us throwing spears and some fire, um, setting them on fire and that kind of stuff. But 
if you take a look at that and you understand that, you know, if you watch some of the, the bio docs that they've done, where they've mo-capped so, or they mo-capped so many different things now when it comes to, uh, you know, fighting, uh, weapons training, all that kind of stuff. And then you look at what they did when they talked about that they, you know, uh, just the land size overall. It feels like this is going to be a much, much bigger experience. And so, therefore, I believe that we are definitely going to get a much more complex uh, battle system in this one. So seeing this, this is something that came out last year. This isn't really new information. We, we heard about this last year that they were doing this. But to see this again just is a reminder that I think that this team obviously wants to take it to the next level. And I think that that's what everybody who enjoyed Hellblade 1, myself included, um, you know, outside of the, having to take breaks because the voices absolutely, they do something to me after about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I have to take a break. But outside of that, everybody that saw that, that was a very personal experience for Senua. You were very focused on Senua. But there's this big, gigantic world out there now to explore. And whether this is a prequel or whether this is a sequel, um, whatever the case may be, it seems, I personally think it's a sequel, she's grown in power. She's coming into her own with those voices and whatever is going on inside of her. Uh, much like a, you know, let, let's use a Jedi from Star Wars. She's starting to grow in that power. And it seems like we are going to have big, large scale battles here, potentially, in which Senua is going to be engaged in. You know, it's not just going to be her. It's not just going to be her personal story. It's going to be about what's going on in the world outside of her as well. And maybe her influence upon that. So I can't wait to see what they do here. As far as time frame goes, boom. I got to imagine. I've always been on the train. I... Last year, I was saying 2024. Um, I will say that potentially holiday 2023 for this game. I think holiday yeah. 2023 is the earliest. I still see this, and I don't know why. I've had this feeling from the beginning that this is a spring 2024 game. So we'll have to wait and see, um, but it looks like they're coming along great. Obviously, a lot of the pandemic, a lot of studios are back working. They have been for a while. They got that brand new mocap studio. They're obviously taking full advantage of that uh, on top of sending all these people to go get trained in battle. How cool would it be to get paid to be in a video game and then go train professionally to learn how to swing swords yeah, block shoot block with shields, man. That would be just fantastic. They're, they're living, they're living a dream right now. I yeah, would love yeah, to do. Yeah, that. they absolutely are. Real quick, Pong, you are getting a little bit of popping in your mic, so you might yeah. want to pop out and then pop back in. I will. Uh, so as the guys in the chat said that, but it, it's it's not terrible. But there is like a little bit of a clipping, but great, no, great, no problem. Great, great point. Uh, you know, Infinite Umbra. Uh, let's let's bring you in on the conversation now. Look, we we have heard. We uh, this again. This is rumor, folks. That this game, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, uh, was started development as early as 2017. Um, I can't I can't confirm or deny that, but we do know that the studio was purchased in 2018. And there's a good point. We we've heard this more times than not. All of those studios that joined Xbox Game Studios that were announced at that E3 uh, came the way of games that they were in development of. Uh, we, we heard that Playground Games was working on an open-world action-adventure RPG, and that has now been turned into 
Fable, a Fable reboot. We heard uh, Compulsion Games, you know, their games. Uh, Bill Spencer has talked about that specifically. But going back to Ninja Theory, this is a very talented team. This team is, you know, again, they have they they have a, a pedigree of incredible stories. They have a way of telling them through motion caption, unlike anybody else. Um, and obviously, motion caption is a big part of Hellblade 2. For you, uh, seeing that they sent all of these uh, developers uh, that are making the game for training tells me that this is going to potentially be a very different Hellblade where action is going to play a center part. My question to you is, where do you feel the game is alone? Because they, they, they were obviously absent from uh, the E3 show or the Xbox Bethesda show. We are thinking because they continue to follow this trait that the game awards is going to be the next time that we see hellblade 2 right it was originally announced in 2019 they brought it back in 2021 i think it was yeah it was last year's last right. year's uh and it looked it showed amazing uh where do you think this game is man you know it's weird because I on our podcast on the Inf Xbox Infinite podcast, I said it'll be coming like possibly a shadow drop type thing, right? I, I think my head, my head, my head too far into the clouds because it <laughs> seemed like it would possibly be coming out this year. And I'm, I don't know, maybe it was just a desperation of us not having anything announced for this year to have me saying that, but um, it seemed that they were really far along. So I'd be, I would be surprised if it, if it was 2024. I think even with the announcement, because they came out, if you all remember, I think June of 2021, they came out and spoke on it. They said that, you know, they had a big chunk of slice of a game to do before moving into full production. Uh, the uh, chief, I think, design director said so. So they they spoke on it last year. And it, like you said, it was announced in 2019 and shown a, a pretty good, uh, I think, piece of development of how it looked already there so I, I think it's going to be bigger than the first game but so i, I think personally even with them doing the, the mocap that it would still pro probably be 2023 i don't think it'll be that far out it all depends though like if they're going to go full um full like uh, i guess open world but i don't think that's what they'll do i think it'll be semi-open so I, i'm thinking 2023 late maybe 2023 to i, I me, would that makes i would yeah, I mean Pong, who who's had to reboot his stuff, so he'll be back here momentarily. Makes a great point. Uh, and, and you know something, I I'm right there with you. The whole shadow drop thing, I said this game has got to be done. This game has to have uh, be significantly done. Um, and obviously, we know what we're getting for 2022. It's going to be a light year for Xbox, and you know that's the way the cookie crumbles. You know we can talk about it all day long. You know you talk about bad management, you talk about bad planning. You know, stuff happens. There is a pandemic, folks. It's actually still out there, even though people are acting like it's, you know, it, it went away. It didn't. So, you know, obviously, we still have to, you know, be respectful of the devs. Remember, there are people that make these games, not robots. So uh, I would love a year where we know Xbox is coming uh, with their first party. First half of 2023 is going to be ridiculous. It is going to be massive. Uh, we already know that Redfall is a part of that conversation. Uh, we believe that uh, that Starfield is going to be a part of that conversation. We also know that uh, um, Forza Motorsport is going to be in that first six months. I don't know how they're going to plan this. 
how they're gonna put these games out so they're not eating each other's lunch. It's it's gonna it's definitely gonna be a tightrope act. Um, but I, I mean, again, this would be a fantastic holiday game to because uh, obviously you know this is this is something that a lot of Xbox fans, especially if you are a fan of what Sony does, like I love the single player, story driven, over the shoulder narrative adult theme kind of games uh i i love multiplayer but i i prefer single player very much like pong soul um i really want them to put a game out there that is on the level of something like a god of war something like the last of us so it can quiet all the critics finally you know what i'm saying like it can put it could put it to bed hey we not only have we're not only the kings of multiplayer RPGs and racers, but now we have a, a, a we have a foothold or a, a seat at the table when it comes to third person type of games. And Senua Saga is going to be that game for sure. Uh, Daniel McGee, where do you personally think the team is? Because, like I said, they were suspiciously absent from e, from uh, Microsoft's E3. And I'm sure that that was done because they only had, you know, they, they only want to show us what's coming in the f- next 12 months as opposed to, hey, this is what we have going on in the future. I still think that they should have a future games cast. But once they get rolling with the 12 month thing, I think we're going to be OK for you. Seeing that the team has gone for this training, do you think the game um, is is close to getting done? Do do we see this next year, or do or do or you think like maybe spring of twenty four? Yeah, so I mean, I feel like this one is going to be a next year sort of thing, right? As far as I'm aware, I, I might be wrong on this. I think this is the first game that they announced of all the ones that we know about at yeah. this point, just because it was announced alongside the console. Um, so that to me says that it should theoretically be further along than something like Avowed or definitely Fable. Um, so I would not be surprised if we get to the Game Awards this year and there's a big blowout trailer and then a release date for that same time next year. Um, as far as the training goes, I think that's amazing because I think that's, I mean, like you guys were saying, that was like the number one thing that people complained about with with uh with Hellblade, although it did seem like a lot of those complaints didn't start coming out until that studio got acquired by Xbox, but hey, who am I? Uh, the Was that people were saying that the combat of it wasn't particularly great, and I would have to, uh, I would have to agree with that. It wasn't, you know, the best thing in the world. So them coming out and saying, hey, you know that one thing that you didn't like about this otherwise stellar game? We're fixing it for the sequel. Like, I think that's the smartest thing they could possibly do. I'm, I'm way more excited for this game than I than I would have been without that. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I, and I think that uh, Umbra had made mention of it potentially being bigger. I think this is going to be a big game. Is it going to be an open world game? No, I do not think it's going to be an open world game. Uh, I think it's going to have areas where, like the first one, you can go and you can look around the corner and you can find hidden uh, puzzles. One of the things that people walked away from not a big fan of is the, is the puzzles. Like I actually, there were some times where Mrs. Boom, she's 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 Mrs. Tetris. Uh, she is she is unbelievably intelligent when it comes to solving puzzles. And there were times where I, I needed someone to come and take a look. And say I, I'm stuck. 
She goes, oh, no, look look over here. This is the pattern. I'm like, oh, my God, that was right there. So, I mean, there were some thought-provoking uh, instances, but a lot of people got frustrated. I didn't mind the combat, per se. The puzzles, as you saw in this video, <laughs> this is an older video, <laughs> I, I was stuck in that puzzle for like 20 minutes. I hated those people, puzzles. Pe people were like, man, this boom doesn't know how to play. No, it's 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 it's. I actually had recorded this 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 footage uh, I don't know. It probably last year, and I had I hadn't played in a while because I I beat it uh, uh, multiple times. Um, uh, once without headphones, and I played it again. Man, if you didn't play this game, let's say for instance you missed it, maybe you didn't know if this was the game for you. You should try it. But I I I encourage everyone that you have to play it with headphones because it is a, a, an entirely different experience altogether. Um, but good stuff. Hey, Mav, let's get you in on the conversation. Uh, we haven't heard anything. I, I think that is going to be something that Xbox gamers are going to have to pretty much get used to. Uh, it, it appears that Microsoft uh, is going to be doing this you know, fiscal year, 12-month thing. Uh, it didn't work out this year, uh, obviously, because they had nothing to announce. So his pong is back. Um, but... I'm sure that once the cadence of games releasing is going to be like next year's, you know, Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, Xbox, King showcase that they're going to do um, is, is going to probably have a much better uh, a view of the future. And we'll be able to say, oh, OK, now I see this is coming out in the next 12 months. Great. Right. For you personally, where do you fall on the status of Hellblade 2. How how close do you think this game is or isn't? I don't think it's that close. <laughs> okay. I, I, then, I, have, yeah. I, I mean, I have optimism. I would love to hope for holiday 2023. Like we've talked about it before, like about it. Yeah. That, that's the best I think we could hope for. But like, um, it just, if you see where they're at with that. Okay. So th that picture was posted, I believe by that uh, training group back on like, the 20th or so and then i believe they made a, a tweet later uh, a couple weeks later so i'm just trying to put my I, I don't know how game dev works you know what i mean but i would imagine there's gonna be a all the scenes that they're working on like learning this training for they still got to shoot them you know then they gotta like you know do a bunch of work on the back end after all that work is done with editing and touching things up and and stuff i just i don't know man the 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 thing is, I their Xbox is going to be in such a good place. I don't think it matters. You know what I mean? Like next year, we're going to have so much stuff that I'm not going to be like missing Hellblade 2. You know, like, oh, where's Hellblade? I, I don't, I'm not going to care. There's going to be so much stuff to play next year, right? So, and Starfield that, is going to eat up everyone's life anyway, yeah. especially Pong Soul. He's, he's, take a good look at this fine, <laughs> handsome man here because once Starfield comes out, that's it. You're never gonna see him again. Exactly. That's that. You got Redfall. You got Forza Motorsport. Then I mean, a bunch of a bunch of other things that are that are in the works. Plus all the third party deals and all these things. It's like there's a relentless amount of stuff coming when you talk about the pipeline, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Indeed. when when we say, oh, I think this game's gonna be far away, so people are like, oh, that sucks, you know. But not not really because maybe that's gonna mean that the game's gonna be bigger and better than we all hope for to begin with. You know, because when they talked about it originally, they they I can count about three or four times we've seen this game. There's the original reveal with the mind blowing trailer, right? 
Um, then there was the Iceland scene when we got updates and they, they kind of showed us and they talked about the scope of it being much bigger. And they showed us like shots of Iceland and how the team went there to record all this stuff, you know. And then now we've seen, you know, we heard about the mocap studio that they that they were able to to, to do a new state of the art one, you know. Um, and then we have now shots like this. We saw the other gameplay trailer. So we we know the game's legit. We know what it's going to look like now. Um, I'm completely content with them taking as long as they need. I mean, if even if it's 2025, I don't care. You know, um, if I was to make a bet right now, I would probably say holiday 2024, but or fall 2024. That mm. is around that time. If I if I was to make a bet, but like I, it could be 20, it could be into 2023. Could be early 2024. I don't know. But at the end of the day, the beauty of what Xbox is doing with all of these studios and having so much investment in all of them, they're going to allow them to take the time they need to make the games. They're not going to be rushing stuff out just to get it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's going to that's gonna be mean for bigger games, better games. And uh, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a match. So I don't care how long it takes. Give it, give it to us in 2024, early 2025, late 2023. Just make sure it's done. And everything you wanted it to be, and it looks like they're taking all the steps to make this an absolutely incredible game because the first game was a masterpiece, and this yeah. deserves to be ten times uh, the game that even was, uh, especially with the talent that Ninja Theory has. I think it's going to come down to them proving that they are that Naughty Dog type level capable studio, right? Indeed. And yeah. it takes time. It takes time to get those games done. Well, one of the things, I, I, you know, here's the thing. Uh, in regards to what you're saying, Matt, I want to bring Josh into the conversation. Josh, I, I, I come at this from two two parts of my, my mind. Uh, Mav is making great points. The last thing Xbox needs specifically for first party is to have a game come out that's supposed to hit and it doesn't. Right. We, we the last thing that they want, the last thing anyone at Microsoft wants to see or or hear is a game that's that's expected to hit like a 90 meta and it's hitting like a 70. Now, I know meta for a lot of people doesn't matter, but it, it actually does. It, it, it does matter. It's not the end all be all. Um, but just rewinding it back to the start of this year, what, what did we see happen? One of my most anticipated games, in my opinion, flopped. Uh, and, and, and you know, you can go and say uh, Elden Ring is the reason why uh, Horizon failed. And you'd be right to have that opinion. But here's the thing. As someone that has been championing that game since the original and was on board, all on board for the second one, there is nothing worse and, and very, very uncharacteristic of Sony to release a broken game because that's what the game was it was broken gorgeous to look at sure incredible story in my eight hours that i played love the growth of aloy i thought she went from meek outcast to this super powerful woman uh, uh that represented so many and any any guy or girl that you know uh, w walked away from that game feeling empowered because of the character growth now i follow the story very closely because I really like what they did over on that team. And I haven't been back to play it because the bugs have been egregious, right? They've been, that's all people have talked about. Nobody wants Hellblade 2 to be known for 
Uh, oh, man, a game looks gorgeous. Wow, the story, the sounds with the headphones, awesome. But, man, those bugs. Man, that combat is, is clippy, and, 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 and she's running through walls, and she's getting stuck climbing or falling off the ledges. Nobody wants that. So for you personally, seeing what everyone has said so far, N64, Josh, where do you think this game is? Could this game be a holiday 2023 game? Could this be the second half? of the onslaught that we know is going to be next year for Xbox first party. I, I hope it gets all the time it needs kind of echoing what, what Mav said to me, this seems like a game that's a, that's a ways away mm. and, and I'm completely okay with that because and to kind of talk about your point with, with horizon and, and Elden ring, if anything, Elden ring may have kept more of the bad news about horizon out of everybody's mouth versus mm-hmm. uh yeah maybe you know, it, it may have done them a favor because to be perfectly honest i heard very little about horizon because of elden ring just me personally and so <clears throat> excuse me because of that i think it may have been a big good thing i want the exact opposite with hellblade i want i want a reason to play this game because yeah. i have not touched the first one it's not something that's tip- that would that that really looks all that interesting to me. I honestly, for the longest time, thought it was part of the first Horizon game, and I was always so confused, like how come, how, like there's like what what's going? Like I was very confused for a little while, um, because I was mostly playing Nintendo at the time, right? So I would just see these, I would see different, and I'm like, oh, those aren't the same game, and so. I want. I mean, it does have a similar look to some extent. You are you are correct in saying so. It, it was just like marketing materials and stuff that I was seeing, you know. So, uh, but what I want to see happen with Hellblade Two is that there's so much hype, and everybody that's playing it is like, you can't miss this. Yeah, and that means they need all the time in the world to get that game to that level. So, do not rush anything. Microsoft cannot have any more egg on their face when it comes to first party games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to shine. They yeah. need to shine. They they well they need to prove that they can deliver. Exactly. Is really what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, and I mean and they're also proving I I think with with Game Pass and by taking the time they need we're in a very strange time with gaming. I talked about it a little bit last week on the show, like, like with the stuff Nintendo's doing and where like they're releasing $60 games that should potentially be free to play or, or, or at least discounted. Right. And for Microsoft to take the time to make sure that if you're not in game pass, if you're dropping $60 on this, you're getting, you're getting your, your money's worth. You're getting, you're getting value out of it. But then also making Game Pass look that much bigger. I mean, every one of these games, uh, every one of these games n- need to have people wanting to sign up for Game Pass. Yes, that's, that's how Xbox wins, and yeah. that happens by giving the the devs all the time they need, knowing that they're doing more with with mocap. I mean, that's just that is going to lead to a more immersive experience that's that's going to get people hyped and talking about this and that's that's what that's what we need with game pass that's what we need in the xbox ecosystem 100 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think I definitely think you're onto something for sure. Uh, giving the, giving the time that they need for uh, a very solid story where it doesn't have bugs, where the combat is what people again. There there were two aspects of Hellblade that there were some complaints with uh, puzzles being one of them. Uh, some puzzles were extremely frustrating. Some people couldn't figure it out, could not figure out the shapes, uh, and the combat was. Uh, I again, I thought the combat was fine. I, I had no problem with it, as you can see on the screen. It it is what it is, but it was certain areas at certain times. Most of the time, it was, you know, as they called it, a walking simulator, right? Getting it from 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 A to B to C to D, and in between those, you had some combat. You had some, you know, areas where you had, you know, you had to block. You had you had to counter. Uh, I, th- I think what they're looking to do, and I expect that the next game is going to be double the size. I think it's going to include the combat. For all we know, it could even offer some sort of RPG elements, which I think suits this type of uh, open world game. I-, I would love to see where maybe the focus is, uh, you know, a-, a-, a little bit, a-, a little well a little bit more well-rounded, meaning, you know, you're going to get RPG elements. You're going to get the story. She's still battling, you know, a real-life mental disease, right? right? That's still that's that's at the center core of this game, and they want to continue that conversation, and, I, and they've done it to great success in the first game, and I would imagine they're going to continue that conversation in the second. Um, hey, boom. Yes, sir. Just to add, and where it might, what might lead to what Mav and Pong and and had pointed to on as far as 2024 and such, is that you had Tamim Antoniades, who is the uh, co-founder of Ninja Theory. He spoke on it before recently. Well, maybe I think a year ago in an interview, and he said that the goal with Hellblade 2 isn't to perfect it, but to create an experience that feels more believable and more refined. Yes. So it's in term ambition, it's ambition. Excuse me. In terms of scale, is bigger. So he thinks the Hellblade 2 is going to make part one look like an indie game. So it's, it's going to be pretty big. Well, yeah. to, to that point, too, Umber, like you, we have to look at where Ninja Theory was at the time when they made Hellblade. Like they, they were, were down to team. like they were t- they were tiny team. They had yeah. that was like their last chance. You know what I mean? At the time, like they, they did what they could to be able to get this game out to begin with. Right. And when they got that game out, it became like, whoa, what's this? Who's this team? Like, what did they just create? Like, wow, it's getting like all these like game of the year nominations and all this stuff. And it's and I I slept on it. I I mean, I tried it at first. I was like, "Eh, I wasn't for me. And then years later, like everybody kept talking about Hellblade 2 and how amazing Hellblade 1 was. And I was like, okay, I'm just got to give it a go. Ended up I sat there for 10 hours straight, couldn't stop playing it. And I was completely immersed. (laughs) It's one of the most amazing cinematic experiences I've ever played. And it. Ninja Theory at the time when they made that game was not what they are today. They didn't have the budget. They didn't have the studio. They didn't have all the tech that they're working with now. And that there's a reason why Microsoft chose this to be one of the big first next gen games that they showcased. Right. They they showcased this like right when they uh, even before they showcased the Series X, I believe. Right. And this was that first big next game from them. And I think there's a lot that is at stake with this game specifically because it is that type of game that everybody's like well xbox doesn't have this in their portfolio yes that third person great point action adventure type game but this with the heavy cinematic storytelling all this kind of stuff right and when this comes out that's why i kind of compared it to naughty dog because 
it is that style of game. Now it's different in a lot of ways, but they're not, they don't want to make a copycat of God of War. They don't want to make a copycat of Uncharted. They don't want to, or I said God of War, but that's not Naughty Dog. They don't want to make it. <laughs> the Last of Us. Yeah, sorry. The Last <laughs> of Us or Uncharted, right? Um, but it it does have a lot of that essence in it, right? It, of that third person storytelling action game. And I think there's just so much at stake here. And they're going with ambition. What do we always talk about? It's like, well, they were too ambitious or like they didn't give them enough time or like they rushed the game out with Game Pass and all the studios that Xbox has. That's what provides them that luxury. So what is it? Was it worth having all these games and all these studios and all these games in development if you're going to rush everything out? The point of it is to give the best of the best. Right. Um, And that's what they're going to do with this. So as far as when it comes out, I don't know. But I don't think they're going to rush it at all. I think they're going to let them create that masterpiece because they. I think that when that game comes out, it's gonna, it's going to bring a level of um, credibility. To yeah, the brand. that's a good point. You know that's what I mean? Fantastic point. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the, this type of game is something uh, right along with the family genre, right along with the fa- fighting genre. Microsoft is in a good place, right? They have Western RPGs locked up. They have the best racing studios in the business with Turn 10 and Playground, right? We know that they have uh, the first person genre locked up. Now, mind you, when the ABK deal is done, and I'm thinking based on the new information that we talked about on Friday's Breakfast with Boom, that deal gets done at the end of the year. I honestly believe that this, the, the, the whole union thing uh, and the letter to the FTC to uh, to, uh, to to Mrs. Khan uh, is going to push this thing forward. I think it gets done by the end of the year. When when they are officially at 34 studios, Game Pass is going to be loaded. And at that point, because they have so much in current development now, and because so much was been delayed, because like I said, you know, I, I you, you, I've seen I've seen the com- the conversation out there. Well, this game has been in development since potentially 2017 or 2018. Why is it taking so long, folks? You got to remember, you got to take a, a 12 to 18 months off the board. COVID, right? People weren't at work. People were sheltering in in, in place. People weren't working. Um, that's just that's well, that's life. You know what I'm saying? So just to just remove 12 or 18 months, and this game maybe only has been in development two or three years. You know, maybe four years. A game like any anything that Sony puts out is five to six years worth of de- development, unless it's a DLC type of game. Like God of War, for instance, started out as DLC. We we heard Corey Barlog specifically talk about that. He actually pitched it, and and Sony was like, "Whoa, this is this is crazy. This is too big for a DLC." And it turned out to be that's what Ragnarok is going to be, which is freaking awesome, and I can't wait to play it. From Microsoft's point of view. This is what they need. They need to be brought up to the conversations, be get a seat at the table when it comes to this third-person, over-the-shoulder, story-driven narrative games that we see so prevalent on Sony's machine. And the, and the, and who better to deliver that than Ninja Theory? I mean, they they I mean, they actually were tweeting about Enslaved, and I actually responded to them. I was like, man, you guys should definitely do a sequel. I don't know what else is on their plate past. Hellblade 2 and Project Mara, but I would love an Enslaved. I don't know if anyone played Enslaved. Oh, my God. That was so freaking good. What an underrated Ninja Theory title. What are the games I need to go back to get to? I'm dude. actually playing at Asura's Wrath, so I'm going back to some 360 Oh, games. dude, Asura's Wrath is mm-hmm. 
dope. It no one, is. That is so good. No, that's a, that's a Capcom game that yeah. no one even knows is a Capcom mm-hmm. game. Um, so listen, folks, great way to open up the show. We're 43 minutes in. It's three, we have 330 people here. If you are new to the channel, please consider subscribing. The goal for this year was to hit 10K. And thanks to the Iron Lords, my brothers, uh, we did that in January. And now I have Mrs. Boomstick and I have set another goal for us, and that is to close out 2022 with 12k that would be a monster year bookend year for us start off with 10k hit 12k and go into 2023 uh running full speed um and you can help me get there we're close to 11k right now and we can do that with your help and if you of course are already subscribed please consider hitting the like button trust me when i tell you it doesn't cost anything but let me catch up with some of these super chats and we will move into the halo topic and i'm going to josh first on this because co-op i know spong you talked about this with steel rain who is in the chat by the way you cannot wait to play halo co-op and it's coming uh it's it's constant it's in beta right now uh, I cannot wait to see. Uh, I, I have to finish that game with people from this community. I want to play it on Legendary. I want to finish that game. Uh, we're going to get into that momentarily. But uh, Servant117 drops an additional $5 super chat and says, Is the idea of first party overblown when Xbox is primarily focused on Game Pass content? That's a good question. Um, and we, 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 we will tackle that for a second before Halo. Uh, it's overblown might be too big of a statement. Uh, I think that it's necessary. It's important to Xbox Game Pass for Xbox first party games to be in there because obviously as, as great as the third party games dropping in there, like a Turtles, for instance, which is in the game of the year running for me personally. I don't know how many people love old school games like that. It's a masterpiece. It's in Game Pass. Um, they need to have representation of their own works, their own wares, and they have to be bangers. They have to be because you look, you look at Sony, right? And again, when you talk about Xbox, you got to talk about Sony, folks. Their service does not offer day and date. But what they do offer in their second and third tiers is some of the greatest and most highest reviewed games in gaming, right? You know, you got your Last of Us in there. You got your God of Wars in there. You got your Days Gone. You know, put put whatever's your favorite Sony game. It's in there for you to play. And Microsoft needs to populate um, Xbox Game Pass with first-party bangers. That is not Halo. That is not Gears. That is not Forza. They need to have others. Uh, I'm gonna throw this to the ch- uh, to the uh, to the panel real quick. Uh, Pond, we'll start with you. Is first-party an important aspect to uh, Game Pass? <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I do believe it is. Uh, I think that's what they based it all around. Day and date obviously became. Uh, kind of the key words when they were selling the idea of Game Pass. Of course, is it the be-all, end-all? No, it's not, as you can clearly see, right? Microsoft and Xbox have gone out and garnered tons of third-party support for Game Pass and continue to do so by opening up the checkbook. But at the end of the day, your first party, again, for me, it doesn't matter because I play everything. Right? You're a grazer. You, yeah, I'm a grazer. Absolutely. And I'm proud <laughs> of it. Right. So I always have something to play. But what I'm going to say is first party does give your brand an identity. Right. Yes. That's yeah. that. I mean, again, when you say Nintendo, 
Mario, Zelda, pop in your head instantaneously. Metroid, they all pop in your head instantaneously. When you say Sony or PlayStation, right? You have certain titles depending on what you love, but God's War, you know, the God of Wars, The Last of Us, they all pop in your head. And with, you say, Microsoft, Xbox, you get Halo, you get Gears of War, etc. So that drives your identity in the marketplace, right? And so you do have to have those first-party titles. Now, as far as the sales aspects go, that's what Xbox and Microsoft are changing. Do, do the sales of those first-party titles matter as much anymore when you have a subscription service? Well, no, not as long as your subscription service is thriving, not as long as you are keeping people engaged in your subscription service and that they maintain that subscription. So as long as you're doing that, then again, sales-wise, it doesn't matter. But those first-party titles are what people are going to look for when they first go to Game Pass. Now, Activision Blizzard is going to change that a little bit because people are you know, the masses out there, the, the, you know, the normies out there who are playing Call of Duty, Madden, etc. Obviously, once the Activision Blizzard deal goes through, that Call of Duty is now first party. And that's what people are going to look for, that sticker on the box or whatever the case may be when they walk in the store and they're making that buy and the salesperson says, hey, do you want to get Game Pass? And they're like, oh, I've heard about this Game Pass. I mean, what, what is it? And they're like, well, you get Call of Duty every year in Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's that going to be, be gigantic, right? Yeah. Um, so again, first party is going to drive that. Now, Microsoft and Xbox supplementing with the third party has done a fantastic job. They've filled a lot of gaps in their first party lineup. Now, this year, again, it's spilled milk. Uh, we can cry about it. We can whine about it all we want. Should it have ever been a year where we didn't get a first party AAA game from a you know from Microsoft Xbox? No, it should never have happened, but it did. So here we are right now. This is where it stands, and we're still all okay. I don't think that there's this mass, even though we saw it on Twitter and a bunch of blue check marks want to go around saying, hey, I'm not going to get Game Pass. I'm going to unsubscribe from Game Pass now because Starfield's gone, because Redfield's gone. Look, that ain't happening in droves. That ain't happening in numbers at all. Why? Because they're still giving us all this content each and every single month, and there's something for everybody in there, and that's their ultimate plan. So first party is gigantic. It is a big deal. Microsoft is making more investments in first party than any gaming company in the history. Okay, yeah. they're just they're trying to complete the biggest deal in Microsoft history, not just Xbox history, in Microsoft history in the Activision Blizzard deal to supply first party games. Now there's more to it than just that, of course, but those first party content is what's is important to the brand overall to keep yep. those subscriptions growing. Not good stuff. Good stuff. Let's uh let's bring Daniel McGee into the conversation. Great question. Uh the idea of first party, is it overblown for Game Pass? Oh, no, absolutely not. The, the all the third party deals are are great and, and you know getting things that you didn't necessarily expect in the game pass is something that I think people are going to maybe stick around for. But when you think about other streaming services, you think about Netflix, you think about Disney plus people are coming in for stranger things. They're coming in for the Mandalorian. They're not, you know, you have to have that identity. You have to have that, those established brands that people know that they're going to get if they come to your service and yep. Halo Gears and Forza, I mean, those are fantastic series. You know, they 
kept Xbox afloat for an entire generation pretty much by themselves. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, that those aren't enough, but I think at this point you, you got to start doing some other things. Right. And we're seeing that obviously, you know, they own <laughs> upwards of what, almost 30 studios that, that don't make those things. So we're obviously going to be getting a lot of new IP and more interesting, maybe things into the service. Um, but I think it's incredibly like important. It's it's the important thing for Game Pass is the first person or the first party uh, titles because that's the number one thing that you can always guarantee is going to be in there. Yeah, absolutely, and it is a selling point for sure. Uh, infinite number. Let's get your opinion. Importance of Xbox first party for Game Pass specifically is it overblown or a necessary evil, so to speak? It's a bit of both, but I think it is a bit overblown. Like once I even had that, like, I guess, epiphany on our podcast, we were talking about <laughs> that. And I was like, man, we don't have anything coming for 2022 from first party. But then I said, but guys, let me ask you, does it matter when we're getting all these games coming third party into it? Because it feels like de facto first party to a degree. Ultimately, I don't think it matters. I mean, it does to a degree to say that. Microsoft still seems like they haven't gotten things together, right? So it's going to look bad on that in that respect, like they haven't gotten things together management-wise. So absolutely it does matter. But as a gamer, if you're just talking about things you get to play, as long as there's quality titles in there, it really shouldn't be an issue. Uh, as long as when those titles, first-party titles do drop, they are quality and, and great and well you know, delivered, then it shouldn't be an issue. And I, I'll just say this too. They just announced some of these games coming to uh, Game Pass. They put y- Yakuza uh, Kiwami in. Yes, they, they just dropped that in there. It was, Absolutely. In there. It was taken out in December, I think. Absolutely. So check this out, though. As I just said in the chat, we got Peppa Pig coming in there. So y'all Listen, can't tell me that anything. is uh, you know, Game it's funny. of was, the year. Game of the year for a lot of people. <laughs> I was actually just talking about that with Kay Asante, who's in the chat. And he was like, listen. I have this incredible TV, and it's all 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 my daughter wants to watch is Peppa Pig. And when she found out that it's coming to Game Pass, forget about it. it, it yeah. his, his console is lost, <laughs> by the way. She's in it. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we win. I mean, hey, what do we have to complain about? We got Peppa coming, y'all. It's Peppa Pig, up. Game of the Year, twenty twenty-two, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, Game of the Year edition, <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. No, I mean, yeah, but seriously, since it's like a de facto, it makes these games de facto first party in a sense. If they're quality games coming too, I don't think there's anything really to complain about. And then we don't know what else they might get for third party exclusivity. It's into Game Pass at least, so I'm I, I don't complain about that. Yeah, no, I mean, good stuff. Uh, Matt, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Importance of first party for Game Pass. I know it's, I listen, it's a silly question, but, uh, for, you know, for me personally, but uh, Servant117 asked an, an unbelievable question that's worthy of a conversation. That's why we kind of pivoted a little bit. Uh, is is the first party uh, overblown for, for Microsoft uh, to sell Xbox Game Pass with the amount of games that is currently in there? I, I I don't think it's overblown. I, I but I think that once once they get into this cadence that is going to arrive early next year, it is going to be it's going to be a conversation that they that you that if you're not subscribed to Xbox Game Pass, you are missing out. Yeah. Um. So 
I think first party is not overblown that I mean, it needs to it needs to be there. It's. It's the identity of yeah. the brand, right? 100%. So, yeah, but that that identity is growing because I keep acquiring all this stuff. So like a first party is as we know it in the past was like Forza, uh, then Halo, Gears, mm-hmm. you know, and, and other games along with that, you know, um, regular first parties increase. We got lots of that we know about, plus also the acquisitions. So first party is expanding like like crazy. So the notion of what we think of today as first party will be completely different, especially after this, after this Activision Blizzard deal goes through. Because then you're talking about Call of Duty and all these other things, right? And then some of those will not even be exclusive. You know what I mean? So a first party, yes, it's very important. But I think the number one thing that is important for Game Pass is day one. 100%. Like whether it's a big third party game, whether it's a big first party game, that is what's going to bring the people in to subscribe to the service. Because guess what? That's what saves you money. Yeah, right. It does. So when you're looking for a value and you have a big AAA type game that you're really excited for, you'd be like, okay, do I spend 60, 70 bucks or do I spend 10 to $15, right? Depending on what, what option you choose. And I think that's the number one avenue and uh, to get people in the service. Now that first party is the easiest thing to do that with because they have complete control, right? So um, obviously everything that is first party will be in there day one. Uh, but I think in the meantime, you know, big AAA, big, big temple games that people are really excited for to be able to get those into game pass day one is equally as important. Right. So, yeah, no, um, I, I, I absolutely agree. It. Um, let me, uh, let me start this halo footage. Uh, as you can see, I didn't, I didn't solve that puzzle because God damn it. It was broke. That, 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 that broke. I remember board. that one. I hunted for that one for a while. Boom. Oh my God, please. It's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I was Listen, streaming and I had like 10 people trying to explain to me where it was. And I was like, I couldn't figure it out. That, I think that's one of the puzzles I had to call Mrs. Boomstick in. I'm like, Listen, honey, I need, yeah. I can't figure this out. <laughs> I need that Tetris brain of yours. Uh, Josh, uh, look, um, here's the thing. Microsoft uh, is uh, is in a position where Xbox first party uh, is going to dominate the conversation. Uh, unfortunately, we have to wait to next year, and that's fine. The cadence will be delivered. For you personally, how important how important is that uh, that first party cadence to Xbox Game Pass? First first party couldn't be m- like more important to me. The problem is, is it seems like it's been continually mishandled other than like Forza as far as this, the, the, the most recent, the most recent games. Right. And th- that breaks my heart, especially as a, as such a huge Halo fan. I, I want to see games like Halo back to the, to the glory days, you know, yeah. where like when, when God of War, the last God of War game came out, everybody talked about it. Everybody was excited for, for months. That game. For months, like, they talked for about months. it. And Halo has been nothing but but egg on the face, like I talked it's, about earlier. You know, it's unfortunate, Josh, to what you're putting down. Uh, the, the only news of Halo has been bad news. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's not that what you me. want to dominate the conversation. No. Yeah. No, it no. kills me as such a huge fan. I mean... We, we started a podcast just for this game because we we were so so excited about it right and we're still we're still going strong we're still having fun but imagine imagine the the value prop of game pass if halo was getting the kind of hype that got a workout 
Yeah. Right. And, and outside of first party, I think, I think games like the show are massive, massive wins for, for game pass because a game like the show has those microtransactions that if somebody's going, yo, I don't have to drop 70 bucks on this. I can put 70 bucks into my, into my packs that I get to open. That's a win. Get, get Madden in here. Now you've got, now you've got uh, another major, major sports franchise that people buy year after year. That's, that's in the, that's in the ecosystem. And I get to drop that extra, you know, that extra 50 bucks or whatever into the into the packs if that's what i'm into again another win as far as games as service and 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 having games on game pass so i i believe it's it boils down to a healthy mix but i want to see microsoft put out the level of games that are bringing that are bringing the hype that 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 make game pass absolutely no uh, an absolute no-brainer Right, I'm all I'm all in on the brand. I have been ever since ever since I, I I played Halo for the first time, and was determined to hate it, and just couldn't. I just couldn't. As an as a Nintendo guy, I was like, I can't like this. I have to. I've got to. I've got to stay strong. And then I was like, No way. This is way too good to not to not like. You know. So it they got to take their time. Like I'm as much as we hate delays and I, I wish there was, there was more for first parties this year, they're making the right choice. They're yeah. making the right choice. And, and halo proved that halo should have been delayed maybe till next year. Honestly, a lot point. of people said that. I mean, listen, the, 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 the core game of halo, both single multiplayer phenomenal 10 out of 10, in my opinion, but the lack of content uh, I, I, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, uh, we specifically Pong, you know, we saw you and Steel talking about that, how uh, Master Chief Collection is uh, is getting content and Halo Infinite isn't. Now, I get it. There's two separate teams, but it's bad optics. I said this on uh, Breakfast at Boom. They, they listen, I, I, I would hold off announcing anything for Halo Master Chief Collection until you got something to, to mention about Infinite because that game is old. And I know that people still play it, but that's not what's important, at least in my opinion. What's important is what you see on the screen right now. And the fact that you released a battle pass that's going to be six months. I finished in the first, what, two weeks? My battle pass is done. I, 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 fact, I had to go back and finish the, the second one. Mm. I went to doing battle pass one and two in a month. Wow. And I put a ridiculous amount of time. I got 13 days in Halo Infinite. I, 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 it's, I absolutely love it. But yep. there's nothing for me to do now. There's literally nothing for me to do. Boom, I'll go a step further than you. I think, well, I know I got more days than you, just a bit more, because we put, I know you put in a ton, I put in a ton. I'll go a step further and say they just should have pulled people from MCC, period, and uh, put all yes. hands on deck to, yep. to Halo Infinite. Yep, 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 absolutely. The MCC can wait, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Mm-hmm. The game is massively old. Uh, and uh, listen, I, I know that we're going to be getting, uh, you know, we're going to be getting some of the old maps. And, you know, you can't just, you know, copy and paste a map and put it in the infinite. You know, I'm not a boo, but yeah, you, you, you need to do better. But listen, that's good for uh, Savant117. Great question. So much so that it actually became one of the topics of the show. So thank you for that. Let me catch up with some of the Super Chats and we will get right into Halo Co-op. Uh, and of course, you know, <laughs> three, four, threes. You know, you say three, four, three industries, and 
I, I used to say just great Halo in great great Halo. Now it's controversy, and and it's it's a it's a big nothing burger. But we still got to discuss it because I'm looking forward to co-op. I know a lot of people in the chat are. We're almost at 400 people here today, uh, and uh, we're gonna get to that Halo conversation momentarily. Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, dropped a five dollars super chat and says, "Morning guys, Xbox has the games and a new Midnight Club in development. I'm happy. Yeah, that's what they absolutely do." And then we will be getting them uh, closer the next year, which is fine. You know, again, it's it's it is it, at this point, it just is what it is. No crying over spilled milk. Uh, Luke Skywalker, yeah, what's up, brother? He says this after dropping a five dollars super chat with Hellblade. Um, uh, w- will Hellblade be Microsoft's God of War when it comes to cinematic experience? If if I yeah, I, I I'm I'm gonna say that it it could potentially be Hellblade two. Uh, first of all, Hellblade One was an was an incredible story, and that was like what sixteen or twenty devs put that game together with a mediocre budget. Now that they have the backing of Microsoft, I think the team has doubled. I think they have forty plus people. Which, in retrospect of these kinds of games, that's still small. That's like indie small, but they they know what they're doing, right? They're the, they're incredibly talented over at Ninja Theory, and I, I cannot wait. But I think that. It does have the potential to be one of those tentpole Sony type of experiences, except on Xbox. Uh, Don Otaku drops a five dollar super chat. Thank you, Don, for being here, and thank you for the generosity. He says, I'm just going to slander a server's wrath real quick because the game is a complete <laughs> is a, is a complete garbage for the simple fact that they sold sold the true ending as DLC. Yeah, they did, and mm. that was kind of, that was kind of crummy. But you can't take away from those boss battles when the size of the hand of the boss is bigger than the screen. It is it is truly epic, but you're absolutely right. And uh, Donald Taco drops an additional five dollars super chat and says, first party really doesn't matter as long as there's quality content. If Elden Ring was day one, it would be more for uh, Xbox uh, Xbox Game Pass than Hellblade or Avowed. Well, you know what it is? We didn't know that uh, that was going to be that kind of a game, to be honest with you. I don't think anyone saw it coming. That's why, uh, you know, uh, Aloy went up against it. And you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, um, that game saw the same uh, uh, the same thing that happened with uh, Breath of the Wild when uh, the, the first Horizon came out, right? It went up against uh, Breath of the Wild and got curb stomped, which was, I mean, they're both great games, but it, it could not, it couldn't hold... It couldn't handle the the popularity of Zelda. It was Zelda that that Zelda Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. That's a ten out of ten. Um, and then it just so happens that this year it releases after being delayed several times uh, into a into a, an area in the year that normally uh, Sony does really well with their games, and no one saw that Elden Ring was going to come in and just be this. I mean, it sold 13 million copies in its first what month and a half. I mean, that's 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 madness, especially because it's a Souls-born type of game. Like even a guy like me, I got 60 uh, plus hours into the game. 60? Do I have more than that? No, I have way way more than 60. I think I'm like 180 hours into the game. I have not beaten it. That last boss is a real mf. Let me just tell you that. Um, but. Listen, Elden, Elden Ring definitely surprised, but it's, but you know it did have crazy buzz around it. I don't think I think it outdid everybody's expectations though. It as did, hundred percent. 
Yeah, yeah. no, I, absolutely. Um, but let me see. I think I got up to date on the super chats. We do have a channel member that okay. Uh, yeah, Highlander zero one. Uh, who's been a channel member for two months says this. I'm glad Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol are coming to Xbox Game Pass. Now my 10-year-old daughter can play with Daddy on his Xbox. We need more family games. To your mouth, from your mouth to the gaming god's ears. Uh, I think we need a banjo. I think we need a conquer. I think we need a, a fighter or at least a cart racer. I've been banging that drum forever. Um and uh, one of the things that we're going to be talking about on Thursday, I'm sitting down with one half of the dynamic duel of Game On Daily. Asa and I are going to be sitting down, and we're going to talk about the recent information that came out regarding the re-upping of the patent for both uh, Blast Cores, if you even know what that is. So that's an, a launch cable for the N64, but more, more specifically, Viva Pinata. That's right, folks. I've been saying that. The world needs a new Viva Pinata, and I think Microsoft agrees, and maybe we'll get that sooner than later. Um, but listen, let, let, let's get into the, the topic of Halo. Uh, it was announced, folks, that uh, Halo Co-op is coming, right? We knew that for quite some time. Uh, it is it is a big deal. Co-op is – there are a lot of people that have not played Halo Infinite because they are specifically waiting to play with their dad or play with their brother or their wife or whoever – Halo is a, is an experience that normally goes beyond just the game itself. There's a lot of story and history. If you ask someone about you know beating Halo Infinite in Legendary, there's going to be a different story. And usually, it's a story of, of 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 fun and triumph that you got to you know hang out with your brother or your dad. I've heard some some dad stories. Hey, my dad's a Halo fan, and I really want to play with him. Or I played with my dad. And now I want to play with my son and daughter. And that's magical. And now that is coming. But with 343 Industries, pretty much like anything, there was some controversy. And I think it's a big nothing burger. I'm going to get everyone's opinion on about this momentarily. Um, look, there it's an open world game. Uh, this game. The co-op was delayed because it's not your standard, you know, claustrophobic type of uh environment for halo where it's you know it's very close quarter combat it's not like that anymore it's open world halo infinite and there is a tethering system now the tethering system we when we think about that a lot of people equate that with um the state of the k2 their, their tethering system not so good right so people are like oh my god tethering my life is over it's going to ruin halo folks According to what I have in front of me, and this comes to us, he's a he's a new insider on the scene. His name is Rebs Gaming at Mr. Underscore Rebs on Twitter. And he says this uh, Halo Infinite Co-op will have a, te a tether distance, a distance that you can travel away from each other, meaning either one of one of four players. Uh, and the radius has two values. The first radius is 800 feet, which is they showed on the map is quite a distance and then there's a second uh, kill radius of a thousand feet so if you pass the thousand feet um this you know you will you you you'll, you'll get a warning on the screen i don't know if you get swapped right back to your teammates or you die i think according to this you die uh, i do want to go to josh first on this um josh look forge and co-op are staples in in, uh, Halo as as a whole, right? It's it, it's a big deal for you. Hearing the tethering system of eight hundred feet, 
Like I, I and I know that Pong and uh, Steel discussed this on Living Split Screen this this their past Saturday's show, where who plays Halo where everyone's running all over the place and doing their own thing. Most of most people that play Halo, at least how I played it, is you're in a group and you are usually playing on legendary and you're getting your teeth handed to you. So you need all four bodies. What what are your thoughts on this? Is this a giant nothing burger? What are we what are we hearing via via Twitter? Is everybody upset right now or is everybody okay? Like what uh any anybody I, I didn't see much chatter, to be honest with you. I, I saw some boo birds in there about the tethering system, and and I don't think they're Halo fans. I just think that they're trolls. I, I didn't see anybody in the Halo community condemning three four three for this. This is this is uh, uh, you know this is this is a new thing. They they actually need to have this for the for the game that's in front of us. It needs to have a tethering system. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I, I kind of don't think so either. I mean. If uh, all I'm looking for is a way to troll my teammates, so as long as I can do, like, <laughs> you know, like as 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 long as I can do something that's going to be uh, messing with my my fellow Spartans, I'm going to be having a good time. But but I mean, it's like you said, like we're probably going to be trying to move as a pack, right? The yeah. only the only thing I could see not moving as a pack is just trying to complete stuff as quickly as possible, like. Mm-hmm. You tackle this. You tackle this. You tackle this, and we'll 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 meet back here and 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 move forward, right? And so, but I mean that that still may end up somewhat being the case. It's it's one of those things that's like they say the 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 distance, but I mean, do any of us know without really playing it how far how far that is? You know, like I think after the fact, after we get to try it, and maybe some of you guys tried it. I know it's in the insider program right now. I didn't I didn't fire it up, but uh it we might say wow what it needs to be double this you know or or maybe it's maybe it's just fine the way it is i think it's just be one of those things we just have to we just have to kind of wait and see the the like i kind of like i kind of mentioned the only thing i could see would be like the speed running community where you could do four four people going as fast as possible trying to uh trying to do speed runs as a team and that that may be hindered by this by this distance but at the same time sometimes those those hindrances end up uh helping people adapt or come up with 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 some cool ways of uh of of working around it you know we don't know i could i could see within the speedrunning community if it's even a thing i'm i'm not really sure but if you know to where one person has to go and stand in one area to be the uh the middle ground for everybody else to go and do their their tasks or something like there there could be and i'm thinking you know games done quick and stuff like that if uh to, to see a team show up and, and pull off some stuff like that could be could be quite entertaining and um it, it's always fun to watch watch how how creative they get when doing those speed runs but but that other than that i i think i think it is going to be us rolling together as a pack and the the distance is not going to be a huge factor yeah, I agree. Uh, Pong, I want to bring you into the conversation, but I want to. I want to uh, again. I, I don't know if he's being on, being honest or disingenuous. Counter Striker in the chat says there's no tether system whatsoever in Fortnite squads, but that's a, that's an entirely different game. You're, you're talking about a multiplayer game versus an open world 
story-driven game. I, 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 I think we're talking apples and, and bananas here. Pong, for your for hearing what we have in front of us, the tethering system, it is what it is. 800 feet is a lot. It's They showed it on the map. It is a significant distance. But again, if you're playing this game on Legendary, I, I, I don't see you being on the other side of the map and not being with your teammates. I, I, I find that to be ridiculous. What, do, what are your thoughts on this? Is, is this a, not that big of a deal, and that's why we're not hearing too much about it? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it is that big of a deal. Would it be better if they could go with a non-tethered system? Of course. Uh, yeah. but for whatever reason, they had to do this. Maybe this has to do with the Xbox One. Again, I'm not a dev. I'm not a part of 343, so I have no idea why they had to limit it why they had to have a tether system but if they did you know obviously they put they implemented i don't think it's that big of a deal when they showed the distance on the map if you're not playing with mav and he's not running across the other side of the map without the party everything's going to be fine so again you know it is what it is right i i could see it coming into play that if somebody hopped into a vehicle and took off by themselves could they reach that mark pretty quickly if everybody else is on foot yeah i could probably see that happening but otherwise again like everybody's already pointed out if you're going to be playing co-op which is a big part of halo anyways for the most part you guys are going to stick together you're going to be running together you guys are going to be hopping in vehicles together you guys are going to be doing everything in close proximity so i don't think that this is going to be an issue and i think that's why most people you haven't heard a whole lot of complaining again if everything was perfect, if we were in a utopia, would we have a tethering system at all? No, but they had to put this in. They obviously had to implement it for some reason, so therefore it's there. And again, the distance from what I saw on the map, uh, from thinking about it, I don't see that this is ever going to pop up as an issue whatsoever. I'm more I'm more excited about Forge and what the community is going to give us out of that um, than I'm worried about the tether system when I hop in to play co-op with Mav and Steel and everybody. Um, I just don't think it's going to be an issue. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be an issue either. Uh, Mav, let's get your opinion on it. Obviously, you play a lot of uh, multiplayer games. Uh, you stream a lot of multiplayer games, which is one of the things I really enjoy about your channel. Is this going to be an issue for you personally having a tether system? I, I again, I, I, it, it, it's, a, it's a fine question. Uh, it's, it's again, we don't know. Pong said it perfectly. We're not on the board uh, of directors, we're not in the trenches de developing this game. I don't know. This is what they had to do to get it done. Why is that? Is it because of the engine? Is it because of uh, they didn't go with Unreal Engine 5? I, I couldn't tell you. I, I'd be, I'd be, uh, you know, picking straws here. But I, like I said, I, I quite enjoyed Halo for what it is. Um, I have always played co-op. I've always beaten every Halo on Legendary uh, with a group of people. I don't see that's going to be any different at all, to be honest with you, because you're going to be with your team. And when you're playing on Legendary, you're trying to accomplish uh, a, a hefty goal together. I, I just don't see everyone kind of being like, okay, guys, peace out. I'm going to see. You. I'm going to go just fly around like a boob. I, I I don't I don't see that happening. What what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, at first when I saw, it, I was like, oh, there's going to be a tether because like it was like, wow, that'd be really cool if we could just go wherever we want and do whatever we want, right? But then you think about it, like, do have I ever played Halo that way co-op? No, I've always played you know with a group running together to do the missions, you know, so. Ultimately, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue, but when people see hear Tether, I think our minds go back to, like, Fable 2, you know? And, like, we can't, like, leave the same screen space and how frustrating stuff like that was back when 
with co-op back in those days and say it's not going to be anything like that i mean they put on twitter uh somebody did about that what the point of distance this actually is and it's going to seem like it's pretty far away uh, you're going to be able to get quite a bit of distance from each other yep. um and kind of do your own thing you're going to be able to approach things how you want to um without having to be like tied at the hip necessarily it's like it's more like tied at the uh in the neighborhood right or so somewhere within maybe visible range way off in the distance i don't think it's going to be that big of a deal um i like what josh said about the speedrunning community and stuff like that because sometimes when you implement rules it can make it more interesting for the the creative ways that people find their ways around them you know what i mean so for that it could be entertaining to see what people do with that and it could add some actual like value to watching the speed runs of it just for the creative aspects of, of, of them doing that. But other than that, I mean, I, I don't really foresee any issues. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I would like to have seen something so far, like of them showing it off, you know, um, like, Hey, here's, here's campaign co-op running, you know, uh, check this out. But instead we just got the, I think the announcement of the flight is in July. Right. So um, I, I, I hope that there's one, one thing I'll say about three, four, three is like they're very frustrating because it seems like they're hiding all the time. Yeah. And then just yeah. dropping like little nuggets of information. Um, they weren't at the Xbox showcase at all. This would have been the perfect, that would have been the perfect time to showcase the campaign co-op stuff. Like, or at least in the extended show for sure. Yeah. Though the extended show is a hundred percent where it should have been. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they weren't there at all, Halo, and then afterwards you release some information on like patch updates, you know, and then now we're getting this information and stuff. Just like, come on, be be forthcoming, be straightforward to have a, some kind of a big reveal, something exciting for the fan base instead of just this post that was like, okay, cool, we get to find out this information now a little bit but it's still only going into flight and we haven't seen anything uh, from it, from you guys. I just, I just want them to be more like forward facing and yeah. uh, more transparent would be nice. Yeah. hundred sure. percent. Like I, I I'm excited for it hundred um, percent. I'm going to look forward to playing it with my friends and stuff. It, it It's not the tether thing doesn't deter me whatsoever, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see it, like see something when they make these kind of announcements, you know? Yeah, it's it's uh, I it, I I think I think you said something that's pretty interesting. Uh, frustrating, frustrating is a word that goes with three four three industries. And um, as great as a product is, and Halo Halo Infinite is so good, it is it is. Uh, and, and I'm not a stand where I'm not going to give them the business. I, I've given three four three flowers. Uh, I, I've mm-hmm. also given them a dead roses as well, specifically for like Halo Five. Uh, did not like that game at all. Uh, really, really left a sour taste in my mouth. So much so that it took me over two years to beat it after it released. I beat it just just to beat it. I could care less. Uh, Halo Infinite is a whole different story, and they are frustrating at times. Um, and uh, it's it, I, they need to do a better job. That there's no doubt about it for sure. Uh, Pixel Bit G, good friend of the program. Uh, in the uh, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says every Halo co-op has had a tether that transports you back to the main user. Also, there's a lot of events that trigger by location 
So 800 feet is fine. So again, this is coming from someone who knows the, the inner workings. He's not a game developer, but he knows a thing or three about the game development community. Um, and we also have Don Triple Six drops a two pound super chat and says, Hello from Germany, enjoying the show. Well, welcome, brother. Thank you. That's freaking awesome that we can touch so many different locations with this little show. That is pretty awesome. Um, let's get Daniel's opinion on this. Daniel, a big nothing burger, or is this potentially another landmine for 343 Industries? Well, I mean, I'm sure that there's people who are going to treat it as both, right? Like, there's definitely people who are going to be like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, but they weren't probably playing anyway, so who cares? Um, For me, it's it's nothing, right? The Having the tether distance, like, I understand the person in the chat who was saying, oh, well, in Fortnite, you know, there's no tether distance. My teammate can be on the other side of the island. But I feel like you have to understand that those are completely different kinds of games, right? Yep, because Fortnite is already built to have players across the entire map. The only difference in that case is that one of them is flagged as an ally. So it's it's programming-wise, it's so much easier. Whereas on uh, on this game, it, the reason for having the tether distance is almost certainly in order to cut down on how much of the game you have to draw at one time because it is so much of a higher fidelity and has so much more going on than something like a Fortnite. Um, so, you know, it, it, the reason that that tether distance exists is almost certainly in order to improve performance, because once you get further apart, it's just going to start chugging for the host or, or for whoever really. Um, in terms of like uh, the other part of it, right. Is like, I don't understand. So if I'm playing co-op with my friend, I feel like I don't want to be that far away from them. Right. Like, like if if you're genuinely upset because it's like oh well I can't be on the other side of the ring is my friend then it's like did you really want to play co-op did you want to like play co-op playing, in the first place it yes, like Halo yes, by yes. yourself like I you could still do that like the only instance in which I can imagine that being a useful thing is uh, like I think it was Josh who said you know if if it was like we wanted to go around and and do like the collectibles or something and get that done faster but i feel like even then i'm not going to call up my friends and be like hey sky hey alec let's go pick up all these audio logs like i'm not going to do that right we're going to be playing a campaign like right so uh in terms of like i don't know i feel like obviously this is something that they had to get to eventually um i feel like also we would agree that this is something that probably should have been there at launch um because it's like I, you know, I might be the dissenting voice on this one. I, I really didn't like the campaign of Halo Infinite. I think gameplay-wise, okay. it was it was nearly flawless, right? Like, the, the grappling hook is amazing. The shooting feels great. The moving, like, the movement feels outstanding. Um, but as somebody who who focuses on sort of narrative of games, I feel like Halo Infinite didn't nail that for me. It, it, mostly in because there was so much that happened between the end of Halo 5 and the start of Halo Infinite that they just kind of gloss over. And I was like... I would kind of have liked to have been a part of that, you know, entire war that happened, but oh well. Um, so, <laughs> but it is what it is, right? So for me, adding co-op at this point doesn't really do anything for me. I'm more looking forward to the Forge mode because I feel like that's going to add a level of longevity to Halo that yeah. it very much needs if they're not going to be rolling out content as often as they probably should be. Because, you know, once you get the Forge out there, then some of that weight gets taken off of from other people coming back in and being like, what if we put Griffball back in? What if we did zombies again? And just like making those game modes for you. Um, so it, it is almost weird to me that they're doing co-op before Forge, but I understand that there are a ton of people 
who Halo is not Halo without co-op. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, I, I, I quite enjoy, for me, I'm the opposite. I quite enjoyed the story. I, I do wish that we would have gotten to be a part of what happened to Earth. How did they lose? Right. Well, what, you know, what, what what happened? That I would imagine. I, 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 you know, I've been saying this for a while, folks. Not to be a, a, a you know Debbie Downer here, uh, but I, where, where's where's my single player stuff, man? I mean, the game was delayed a year. Uh, you know, where where's all this DLC that we're waiting for? Hopefully, um, you know, towards the uh, Halo Championship that's happening uh, the end of September. We'll have some uh, potential information. Maybe this year we get an XO. Uh, X, uh, Microsoft has not discussed an XO for 2022. Um, obviously, they don't have a lot of first-party stuff, but I would love to know uh, if we are getting some Halo content. And I don't mean the multiplayer. The multiplayer stuff is going to come. I really want the, uh, the single-player stuff. Like I, I, I want these rumored story tropes where we get to use uh, potentially uh, even some people in, in in the banished. You know, I'd love to use Atriox. Uh, we heard that we're going to find out what happened to Locke. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Why, why, why did he lose his helmet? Is he dead? What happened to um, Team Osiris? You know what I'm saying? Is it, is Buck dead? Did, did you know? Did he die? We we there's so many unanswered questions that I think would be great to add to the story uh, beats of the single player. I don't know how or when they're going to deliver it, but I hope that we we definitely learn something this year. Infinite Umbra. Let's get your opinion on this, brother. You like playing multiplayer games, Halo being one of them. Is this a giant nothing burger regarding the tethering system? It's a bit of both, again, because I know people will complain because of the open world aspect that you might not be able to pull off some of the moves you might want to do. Like, maybe I want to be in a Banshee flying around somewhere and pull off some stuff and is further than a little bit further than a thousand feet uh, but really ultimately as pixelbit g pointed out even then past games had a tether system to a degree too where you would be spawned back or whatever closer to the uh, leader so it's it's almost it's really a nothing burger in a sense of that and i think it's more than enough room uh when we saw the image that you had you posted us in chat it's more than enough room yeah, for yeah, us to yeah and the verticality we have in in Halo Infinite's campaign, where you can pull off plenty of good, you know, co-op type of uh, moves, where you can have two snipers, for instance, perched on top of the mountain tops or something like that, or further yeah. out. You know, it's it's more than enough to pull that off, or perched even on top of you know um, where you guys can flank and do all these other things inside of a base. It's more than enough for that reason, and I think. I think I don't know if it's mis- maybe necessarily something where three four three failed and something like the coding, for instance, but maybe more so the confines they're going to have once you get into other parts. Because you know, as you all know, if you played it, there are parts where you're going to be inside of um, you know the forerunner structures. Yep. So, so a lot of that prevents you from. I think that will prevent you from, and things get triggered once you go through certain parts. So if you if you're further away, that will cause an issue. I think because of that. So I think they had to do that because of reasons of that, you know, of that nature. So I think ultimately it's not that big a deal when it comes to that. I think the bigger thing now, to just to point out, some did absolutely complain about the tether thing. You might not have seen as much about it on Twitter, but if you go on Reddit and such, you see a lot of people complaining about it. And I think that just speaks to Halo fans in general. A lot of Halo fans suggest 
not ever really satisfied. That is very, very similar to Star Wars fans. Almost. I would say just slightly. I'm not going to say slightly. I'll say under them. (laughs) I'm not going to say slightly. Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans are ridiculous. But I've always said that I've always maintained that Halo fans are as hard as almost as hard to please as Star Wars fans. But I would say this is the bad part. 343 brought about a lot of this on themselves. Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah. Well, look, the, 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 I, there's a, a significant amount of chat going on. First of all, we, we, we love it all, We love the banter that's going on. And I see no one's being abusive, which is great. Everyone's just having a conversation. I, I, I let 343 off the hook for some things. The content, I do not. Uh, the position that they have put, put themselves into, it's a leadership, it's a, it's a leadership problem. Uh, now, obviously, things are starting to kind of pan out because obviously uh, we have, you know, uh, um, uh, the ter- I was going to call him Jason Statham of Amadia. Um, <laughs> Joseph Joseph Staten uh, is uh, has come back, and Halo Infinite uh, turned out uh, to be what it is because of his tutelage. He, he he this this game had monster problems, and they brought him back in and. Obviously, he's 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 taken on a leadership role at three four three three four three, and for good reason. Um, or the some of the best Halo that has ever been released involved him. Uh, and now that he's back, I would imagine the ship is going to be uh, righted at some point. But yeah, I agree with you. I I, I think that uh, there, there's no without sounding like a you know like a troll or or, or a complainer, three four three industries kind of made their own bed. Now they got to lie in it. Uh, and uh, there's going to come a point where uh, Forge needs to come out. And what is going to be another question that we could potentially tackle in the future is when we start to see the community making better content than them. If that turns out to be the case where Forge is being done and used uh, to great success by the community and, and, and somehow or another they are making better uh, content then uh, 343 Industries, then we will have another conversation. And then that's when the, the leadership, again, is going to – hopefully that won't, that won't happen. Hopefully, the, you know, the, the rocky times are over and that we're going to get all of the single-player and, and multiplayer content we need. Certain Affinity is doing a Battle Royale game. I hope that we do see that sometime this year at potentially an XO event or, you know, a closer to the Halo Championships, which is going to run through, if I'm not mistaken – September 23rd through the 25th. And uh, that is happening in Florida. I believe uh, Kay Asante uh, is going to be going to that, uh, which is pretty dope because he lives in Florida. Speaking um, of speaking of our good brother, Kay Asante, he asked us in the chat, he said, why can't we get our multiplayer Spartans in the uh, co-op? Yes. Which I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. It's been yep. my one complaint. Yeah. I, again, there's, there, there's, there's a... There's a the problem with 343 and Halo Infinite, and this is not a dig, this is a fact, folks, is that there are more questions than there are answers, and that's a problem. That is a monster problem. Uh, they know, they're aware of this. They, But, but uh, again, you, 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 you kind of sit back and you say, wait a second, this is, this is your flagship title. Your, your identity as Xbox is Master Chief. That's a fact. How it's how the studio is run like this is, I don't know. 
I, I get depressed thinking about it, folks, because, like I said, I, I, I reviewed, I reviewed uh, uh, Halo Infinite. I gave it 10 out of 10, both single player and multiplayer. I stand by that. If I could have given it 11 out of 10, I would have given it 11. It's, it, it, is, it is a master class achievement on an open world Halo that we've never had before. Multiplayer, if, you're never, if you haven't gotten into it, plays like Halo 3. If you're a Halo 3 stand like I am, then you're loving life. And I love it so much that I've already finished both my battle passes. But now I'm stuck because now what do I do? What do I do? Nothing. Yeah. Right. Because I, you know, they need all they need an all hands on deck approach to this. They, I mean, they, just bring they in need a lot to throw the kitchen sink as this, as Kaysante would once say. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, now that they got the ABK situation coming under, that's a lot of support studios they can actually use to help. So I don't know what they'll do with that, but I hope it's something of that, that nature. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, listen, only, only time is going to tell. But I do want to move on to another topic. And this one's a big one, folks. Redfall. Redfall has been making the rounds recently. And if you know anything about Arcane Studios, well, they have yet to produce a dud. And Redfall looks like it's going to be both an incredible multiplayer experience, but they also haven't forgot about these, you know, the old guys like myself, the ones that are going to be 52 in September. The one that likes the single player, sit there with my headphones on and don't want to talk to anybody. Kind of just want to play and enjoy the story for what it is. We're getting the single player content, but I have to talk about some recent footage that have come up. And my God, folks, wow, this game continues to impress. Uh, we had a, a couple of actually tweets from the Redfall, the official checkmarked Redfall Twitter account. And uh, the first one says, once a blood bag vampire is triggered, stealth is off the table. However, blood is very much on the table and ceiling and floor. And they showed what this thing looks like. And uh, then they also they also put out another video where it said midnight snacks are best enjoyed in the kitchen. And every inch of Redfall is kitchen uh, is a kitchen for vampires. And they showed some. Um, I mean, it's only it's only a couple of seconds. I, I got to tell you, folks, um, I am incredibly saddened that this game is delayed. But the more I see about it the more I understand that this is probably coming like the first quarter potentially of the year. It, I'll put it to this way. Whenever Starfield releases, a couple of months afterwards, you're going to get Redfall or vice versa. Redfall first, Starfield second. I don't care. I, but I, the more I see of this game, the more I realize that not only is this going to be a massive hit for Arcane, who, again, continues to dominate the conversation of, what is one of the best studios that Microsoft currently owns? I, I, I would dare say it's them. Just look at that. Look at the pedigree, folks. Look at what they've done. Deathloop, game of the year last year for a lot of people. Prey. Now, I didn't beat Prey, but Prey was, was creepy as F. Uh, great game, open world. And then what could you say about their two, you know, stealth type of games? Um, what the hell? Why, 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 why am I blanking on the name of those games? Chat, help me out here. Panel, what, what, what were the two arcane games with the stealth? Dishonored. Dishonored. Dishonored, yes. Dishonored, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, didn't like Dishonored 2. Eh, just, I, I don't know why. I could not get into it. Dishonored 1, I beat twice. It was incredible. Um, but they have yet to make a dud. This looks better. Let's go to Pong on this. Pong, this is one of those games I can see you posting on the socials that you're you're out there with your buddies, you're out there with Mav, you're out there with Steel. Maybe I'll jump in, and it's the four of us taking on the world. 
this game continues to impress and to think that they delayed it for more polish is mind-blowing bonkers what 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 i mean based on what i put into the dms for the show what are your thoughts on what they're showing is this is this could this be a game of the year contender in 23 they're gonna have an uphill battle with that one with the lineup currently in 2023 uh that 2023 might go down as one of the best uh well as it stands on paper right now it has the potential to go down as one of the this best could challenge history. 2007 yeah. my friend correct uh this this is the year that we've all been waiting for um but yes let's put it this way in arcane i have the utmost faith i love arcane's games um i love the different mechanics um that they bring to even what might be a common genre you can always expect little twists uh, from that developer and so i think that what they are making here with the vampires again zombies i will always love zombies but i know a lot of people have been played out right that a lot of people say the zombie genre is overdone we get zombies everywhere let's do something new well vampires not so much so to see them going this route was first of all exciting and then we got to see the trailer um at the e3 not e3 xbox but that's the showcase and I thought it showed off beautifully, especially when you go back and watch it in 4K. That's the most important part. It was a totally different video when you actually went back and watched it in 4K. Now, there's a couple things Indeed, with this. Indeed, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it, there's a couple things with this. They built this game from the ground up as a single-player game. Uh, they have, that is the experience that they made this game for, was just you versus the AI. And you can go watch a great interview. Um, IGN did a great interview with uh, the game designer, Harvey Smith. Um, and he was very open. They asked him a bunch of questions about how the game was was made, what they were going for. And I loved what he had to say, that the multiplayer was just kind of a bonus, right? That if you want to hop in with some buddies, fantastic. But first and foremost, this is a straight arcane game with story that the single player is meant to experience. So that's awesome. I think it has the potential to really catch some people off guard. I think it yeah. has the potential to be one of those games that when it pops in the game pass and people start playing it and then everybody starts hopping in and, and getting into the co-op experience, all of a sudden that word of mouth starts uh, spreading out. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you look at your friends list and it's nothing but Redfall on there. I think that that's the type of the game that we have here. They've got the loot. Um, they've got the story, they've got the characters, uh, they are allowing you, if you jump into co-op, you can all be the same character, which I think in 2022 is fan 2023 when this game launches is fantastic. It's about yeah. time. So that way you don't have the arguments over who gets to be Donatello and who wants to be and who has to, you know, be <laughs> April O'Neil, right? That, 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 that's that's that, great. That, I love that. That's, yeah, that's awesome. It's avoided uh, by allowing everybody. So, to you, be so basically person. you're saying that we're going to have less people taking their <laughs> ball and going home. <laughs> right, exactly. Or, or simply being, oh, okay, fine. I'll guess I'll be, you know, whichever character nobody else wants to be right so i think that part is great i will say this um harvey in the interview did say that progression for the multiplayer though is only going to be the host gets the progression now i do have a problem with that i agree yeah i agree he with left, you there yeah. he left it open-ended right he said as of right now where we have it so that only the host game progresses so that when you go back to your experience you still have to rerun all those missions. I maybe that's why it was delayed. Yeah, maybe. But
but he sounded pretty sure that they had made that because they didn't want the narrative to uh, be jumbled if you had started mm. progression in one game. But for me, give me the option to skip certain missions, right? Give me yeah. the option to skip certain beats if I've already beat them with a buddy somewhere else. Because if it is a single player experience, that's been that that's their they they said it. That's how this game was built as a single player experience. That hey, by the way, if you want to jump into co-op, you can do so. But since that's the mainstay. I don't like the fact that if I'm helping a buddy out and we pass through, you know, let's say missions four, five, and six, and I go back to my game and I do one, two, and three, well, I know what that narrative is for four, five, and six, so just let me skip them or make them optional so that I can say, yeah, I'd like to rerun that or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, it, it's good that you get to keep your level. It's great that, that you get to keep your loot. That's all oh, fantastic, but I do wish they were not go that route. So maybe there's still a chance they change that by the time it launches, but be that as may, I have utmost faith in Arcane. Arcane is a favorite studio of mine. I think they are going to bring some twists and turns within this game that we probably weren't expecting. Uh, that again, at the end of the day, might have that ripple effect where all of a sudden all your buddies are talking about it. Next thing you know, this is the biggest game going on Xbox currently. So um, I can't wait for this game either. Uh, I'm looking forward to it for sure, Boom. Yeah, that, that makes two of us. Now, here's the thing. Uh, again, the interview that you talked about was phenomenal, uh, especially if, you are in, if you're interested to get behind the scenes, you know, the behind the scenes baseball, the inside baseball, as the kids call it. Um, it it's a good interview. I saw exactly what you're talking about. Loved what they had to say. Uh, but j j just for some, some clar clarity, uh, remember when Turtles was announced, all, all it had was uh, coach, uh, Couch Co-op, right? Two players. Not even four players, two players, and somehow or another, when that game launched, what what is it? It's six player co op. Is that what it is? It's yes, six player, six player six online, freaking player co op wasn't announced, right? It was the game was delayed. It was it was releasing without online capabilities, and they put they pumped the brakes. And listen, this game is going to be a disaster. Let's just delay it, and it wind up coming out. Not only I don't know how many I I had a chance to play six player co op. My God. It's it's like I was transported back to the '80s as a punk twenty-year-old something in the arcades in Nathan's playing Ninja Turtles, uh, a co-op, you know, like on the arcade with everyone just sitting next to each other, just dropping quarters left and right. So I I I look. This game was made for single player. It's what they are good at. Arcane is great at the single player narrative, which is what I can't wait for. But they also are. This is this is like a this is a big one for them because of how important this is for multiplayer. I mean, Xbox is known as being the multiplayer box. Uh, this is going to be a monster exclusive. And like I said, I I hope that they do figure out a way to give uh, people that are going to play this as 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 a group. So then we can all you know you like, again. You don't want to spend eight hours playing with your buddy to then say all right. I'll see you later, Tom. And you go back to your womp womp character that's stuck on level one. You, you, know, you don't want that. You want to be you're like, listen, I, I did. I just did this. Come on. So I think that maybe again, I, I, I'm only spitballing here, folks. I have no idea. I'm not a dev. Maybe that was why it was delayed. Again, we don't know because we the more you see of this game, that game looks so good. It looks so polished. It's crazy. Uh, let's bring an in infinite Umbra. Umbra. Obviously, this is this is going to be a monster 
first party IP coming early 2023. We don't know specifically, but I, we're all we're all on the same page here. I think we think first quarter at least, maybe the start of the spring potentially. Um, what, what 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 every time you've seen it and what I've put into the DM, does this game look like it's 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 done? Because it looks like it's done to me. But again, I'm not a dev. Could there be something to be said about the delay, meaning that maybe they wanted to kind of sew up the co-op? Maybe they wanted to add that progression grind that if you do it with buddies, it's done in your own game. Yeah, you know, that little that little part right there, I guess, is a, some people had a little issue with it, whatever. I get it. Uh, it is a little annoying, I suppose, but it's very minuscule to me as far as that goes. Uh, the bigger thing is, for me is that you can have the same character at the same time play with that because that's, that's always a point of contention in these types of games and that you can there's so much variation in, in what you can do skill wise uh for your characters that it it changes up the character altogether anyway so that that matters the most i think overall and a big thing too um it's crazy i know i know i'm not alone in this guys i'm sure you all when you first saw redfall like the leaks and things like that you were kind of like ah Nah, that's not. It's not what I was hoping. Those for. leaks were like, like 420p that yeah. was copied and pasted to a Twitter thing. True. I didn't take those things serious at all. You know, I didn't take them fully serious because I know Arcane has good pedigree. But then at the same time, it gave me that feeling of the back for back for blood. Uh, and I, you know, and I didn't yeah. mind Back for Blood, but it just wasn't the triple A. Well, back, back for Blood wasn't what I expected. Exactly. So that's me, that's the personally. thought I got from it when I saw. As it. I a Left like, for Dead ah. fan. Exactly. So that's that's what I felt on it. I was like, ah, this looks like a repeat of Back for Blood, and it's going to be even worse because it's coming out in a, a summertime area instead of October. So it doesn't even have that little yeah, Halloween, <laughs> the Halloween thing to call it. back on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but after seeing it at the showcase, no, I'm a believer now. Um, <laughs> Then I saw her face. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm a believer now. After I saw it at the at the showcase, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Particle effects look beautiful. The gunplay looks and sounds good. Great. Uh, the abilities. The, look the great. element of horror, especially when she's going through the church where it's all quiet until yeah. she gets to the top. You are like, yeah, this had some survival horror. You know, like like gave gave me personally some vibes, like Resident Evil vibes. It did, and then on top of that, the fact that you can have drop in and drop out co op, so you can do this one uh, single player if you want all the way through. That's to me is really dope, and it's an open world game, so it takes it's it's more like Borderlands, if anything, in a sense, uh, outside of the looter shooter aspect. But it kind of gives me the Borderlands vibes just because of the skill tree, how deep it is, uh, you know, Borderlands too. So. I know I don't, I'm, I'm really excited for it personally, and I, I had almost zero hype for it once I saw those the leaks and announcement for it. I, it, I really didn't have too much excitement until this showcase showcase turned it all around and then seeing constant little clips here and there uh, and updates from the devs. It's, it's, I'm actually really hyped for it. And I thought that for Deathloop, just to point that out with Arcane. So I've doubted them before, because when I saw Deathloop, I was like, eh. But then that thing got 10 out of 10s and 9 yeah, out of 10s. That's another Mastercraft game from last year. It, exactly. It's, I, I didn't beat it uh, on PlayStation 5. I did buy it. Uh, I was hoping that we'd get it this year. It doesn't look like that's happening. It's probably some contractual stuff. Maybe it's more than a year. But you're right. Uh, I, I I wasn't sure with Deathloop. And then, I'm, and then I played it. I'm like, wow, this game is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. 
I have a buddy of mine who keeps co-signing Deathloop. I think we still will get it this year, by the way. Just throw that I, 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 You know what? You might be on to something. I, I think they – well, we know that they can't say anything because of the contract right. uh, with Sony, mm-hmm. uh, and that's until September. So maybe – that's a surprise drop at the end of the year. And a lot of people discount. I, in the conversation of Xbox First Party, no one mentions poor Deathloop because, right. you know, it's a game from last year. But that game, yeah. uh, I will play through that game on the, on, the, on the Xbox. A lot of people won't give it the credit for that because it's tainted because it was on PlayStation First. <laughs> it was on PlayStation First. Yeah. So they're like, nah, we're not counting that. But, yeah, it's, I think it still will drop personally this year. I don't see why it wouldn't maybe unless PlayStation has some really shady anti-game pass thing that we heard about like they did with Capcom. So it's possible, I suppose, but I don't know. Yeah, only time is going to tell. Uh, Mav, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What are your thoughts on Redfall? Excited for it, man. I mean, it This is definitely good. a stream. This is right up your alley when it comes to streaming. Oh, for sure. And I have a solution to Pong's problem about the progress thing, you know. I just, everybody is going to be playing on my, on my uh, save and I'll be the host. So it won't be an issue for me, at yeah, least. That's, uh, that's great, Mav. That's great. <laughs> Sorry. That's what, I, I, I'm not going to play it again. brother. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> um, that's what brothers do. They argue. No, we're seeing we'll, it right here. They're brothers. We'll go through and, you know, we'll we'll do yours too. You know, I, I guess. You know, it's funny. Poochie in the chat, oh, Mav, says, I love I I I I the game. I'm going to run through it multiple times so he doesn't mind. Yeah. The one thing I do wonder about that is, like, Okay, so let's say we can skip ahead or whatever. Like, let's say I go in my friend's game and they're already mid progress, mid level, on like halfway through the game, and I jump in and I and I play for like an hour, and then I go back to my game. What would happen at that point? You know yeah, what I mean? Wow. If I if I made that progress, you know. So that's what I don't know if that's the kind of issues that they have to figure out with because this was designed more as a single player story based experience, right? Um, and then they added the co-op elements on top of that. Um, but overall, I think it's going to be a blast, man. I, I'm really actually excited for like the loot and stuff in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More, more than anything, because this is going to be like an open or semi-open world. I think there's like you load into large levels pretty much is kind of what what it's uh, what I believe it's it is. It's half and half. It's half and half. So there's the inner city where you start out. And then mm-hmm. there's the outer portion, which is kind of like the countryside with the church and that kind of stuff you start on the city side and then once you complete enough missions you open up the other side so it's too right on it's it's so it's it's partially open world but you it's only half and half so you get you get the second half open after you do certain after you get to a certain Mm -hmm. uh, point within the story right on um that sounds good man i and i the i really liked the my favorite parts of the trailers is when we got a look at the loot and the menu systems and stuff, there's a lot of like information to gather there about what all is going to be in this game. All, all the abilities, how that's going to be able to play off of each other, right, with your friends. So I'm really looking forward to it, man. I, I think um, you're right, Boom. I think it's probably an early 2023 release. Yeah. Um, I think it's finishing up. I think it's just wrapping up in the final uh, stages of development, whatever that is. Um, for the most part, it, this also goes into hand with what we we're talking about earlier with with Hellblade is like Xbox made the decision to delay those games, Starfield and Redfall. Like it was yep. not an easy decision to make, right? Oh, um, they knew they, they, didn't, they knew they were going to get the righteous smoke. 
for that. There's oh, for sure. It. Yeah, but at the what what smoke is worse? Another broken buggy game or a delay? I'd and rather just there, the delay personally. Yeah. I think there's so much coming and stuff that it doesn't at, at this point they're going to start they got to start showing their confidence in the titles and just give them the time that they need to be finished and we can't afford more Halo Infinite stuff or we can't afford more um bugs or uh, glitchy games and broken games but no like and they're watching what happens with these other games out there like battlefield 2042 and how everybody treated treated that game when it launched you know how that community's dead now and everything so these games got to come out they got to come out polished got to come out finished they got to come out um be confident in them and i think they're just giving them that extra couple months that they needed to make that happen regardless of the backlash that they were going to receive you know what i mean so um, I'm I'm happy that it was delayed because obviously it was needed to be, and uh, but I don't think it'll be a long wait, man. I mean, from now it's kind of long, you know. You could probably like four or five months, but uh, once 2023 happens, I think it'll be right around that corner, and yeah. uh, it'll be one of the maybe one of the first big games we get to play next year. I'm, I, I, I think wait. it's gonna be a blast. I can't wait to uh, Pong to be yelling at me for running into the battle, and. Uh, leaving my teammates behind uh, i can't wait for that That's, well it's going to be fun especially if you're we, streaming we should I, play mev this sounds like uh we're, we're kind of on the same oh, page. I, i'm definitely jumping yeah. on the stream i'm Absolutely, definitely jumping on the stream, yeah. for sure i want to i want to be part of this 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 yell fest uh that's going to yeah. potentially take place <laughs> josh yeah, i had to know google what, josh, what leroy jenkins meant because I, I, I had like they kept calling me that. I didn't know what they meant. You know so I something? had to go look up the reference. We, we, we must be family <laughs> because my, my, my team that we, we used to play um, the division, right? Yeah. Um, I was known as the Leroy Jenkins right. of the group. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, you know, that's fine because, and, and we're, most of the time, and I, and I mean this, I know my brother Neo Mental's uh, listening and watching, it wasn't my fault. I simply just, Walked ahead, and these guys jumped out of nowhere, and always seemed to get. Uh, I get pinned down. Those are Mav's exact words. Boom! Is it wasn't my fault. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. <laughs> I, 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 I could defend you here because most of the time it wasn't my yeah. fault. I just happened to fall into the shit, so to speak. So <laughs> yeah, there, see, you, there go. you go. We're, uh, we're on so the same we're, page. We're, we are. We are brothers. Um, but let, Josh, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, Redfall continues to impress. Uh, I love these little. You know, keeping keeping Redfall into the conversation of the community they've been doing on their official Twitter account. Um, the last one that they did, I put in the DM. Mike, I, I'm blown away. Like it looks so freaking good. I could not believe this game has been delayed. But again, it's fine because you this game is going to come out, and when it finally releases, I feel it's going to be another masterclass in the game of the year conversation. Uh, and and it's an Xbox exclusive, which is massive. What do you what 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 are your thoughts on what we've seen from the uh, reveal? But more so, what they've been putting out on the socials. I think it's fantastic, right? Like, give us give us. This is what devs need to be doing. This is this is yeah. this is the kind of 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 work that needs to be taking place on socials. Keep the hype alive. Let us know what's going on with the game. What changes are being made maybe don't mention that progress isn't safe between accounts like just fix that you, you know i mean that that seems like that seems like kind of a strange thing to uh to to announce and yeah i i don't know but other than that definitely keep the you know keep the community involved like if there there's there's hype from that presentation 
ride that train like keep it alive agree yep keep, keep twitter going keep like get 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 a tiktok going whatever the, you know i don't know all the all the all the areas that they're covering but like yeah this is this is the way it should be this is what we need from 343 this is this is what we need from other studios when there is a delay like keep us in the loop like we're 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 excited for what's for what's to come but keep us keep us transparency about is key yes absolutely uh, it's 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 key in anything that you do which is why i'm so uh like glass specifically what i used to do right i i'm my family life i i'm clear as glass because i want to be transparent i agree with you i, I think um so a studio like 343 industries can take a page right out of uh like arcane smaller studio and still again they're not putting out uh 30 minute vid docs they're putting out their three minutes Yes. Showing you a corridor, showing you, hey, keeping you in the loop. Hey, listen, this is what we're doing. You know, drop a little tidbit on on the socials, and it gets people still talking about a game that has been delayed. And it keeps their finger on the pulse of the community, right? They, they, I'm even going to backtrack on what I said. Maybe it's a good thing that they mentioned the progress because there is transparency there. Yes. But they also get to see firsthand. That the community is like, uh, you know, what? <laughs> and maybe that allows them to to go back to the drawing board on that and then and then come back and say, yeah, let's let's I mean, it, it it's something that should be kind of obvious, you would think, especially in a in a in a co-op style game like that, that you you would definitely want your progress to be. But but again, we haven't gone hands on. We don't we don't know exactly how it's working. And, uh, but, but overall, just the, the, the gameplay itself and, and the way it showed it, it's far more on my radar now than it was the, the, from the original teaser. That's for sure. And oh, 100%. If, if we can get that, that the, from the 360 era with, with left for dead and how much fun those games were and, and, and just playing with friends and, you know, you're not necessarily leaning forward in those games. It's uh it's a little more a little more relaxing, just kind of just kind of running through the levels, doing your thing. I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah, it. I, yeah, I I can't wait to see what they do with uh team up powers and stuff like that. Like they each has their own special ability where they could use together. I, the combinations are going to be crazy. Like this is going to be like watching like an X-Men film. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, like, a, you yes. know, seeing, uh, you know, uh, the speedball or something like that. It's I, I cannot wait for it. And like I said, I, I'm OK with the delay. I mean, does it suck? Sure. But I would much rather have a polished uh, game that's going to deliver on all promises. And I think they're going to finally Daniel McGee. Let's get your opinion on this. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? The way that Arcane, again, they're a smaller Bethesda studio or Xbox game studio now. Uh, and they're, and again, they're, they're, they're not putting these monster vid docs out there to try and, and screw the people away from the delay. The delay it is. It is what it is. It's been delayed. It's coming first quarter of 23. Fine. But they keep putting out these little things on their socials that are getting people to like us and other podcasts like this one to still keep that game in the conversation, even though it's not coming out for another six months. Yeah. I, you know, I think that the way that Arcane is handling it is is really really good right so the people talk a lot about companies or devs sort of going heads down and sometimes that's a good idea 
right? If, if there's so much work to be done and you, and you're not a company that's going to be in the spotlight, I think of, you know, no man's sky, something like that, where you can sort of just put your head in the dirt and people aren't going to really know about it. Uh, then I think that's a good idea. But if you're a first party studio, you don't really have that. You don't really have that because as soon as you start putting yourself in that sort of console war space, which is awful, but unavoidable once you get acquired by Xbox, unfortunately, if you have your game delayed and then you put your head in the dirt, then the problem with that is if your head's down, then your ass is up and everyone's going to point at it and be pointing <laughs> out, hey, why are they not talking about this game? Clearly, this delay is worse than we think. Here's all these management problems. And they'll just like yep. start inventing things in the silence. So even if you're just saying hey, here's this thing about uh, how our multiplayer is going to work. Here's a, a, a video of a hallway. Like, if you're saying literally anything, then you sort of break up that silence and you stop people from inventing their own stories about your game. And so I think it's incredibly important. Um, for me, Redfall was sort of one of the bigger wins of the of the showcase for me because before the Xbox Bethesda showcase, I didn't care about that game at all. Right. I was like, oh, it's just going to be some like Borderlands thing. And I'm not super big on like multiplayer shooters. Uh, but they came out and they showed that world and they were talking about how you can play it single player and all that stuff. And uh, that really sold me on it. You know, now I know that I'm going to be playing that game day one. I'm going to go in. I'm going to be playing as Layla because you can't show me a goth queen and then expect me to play as literally anybody else. It's not going to happen. And I'm really excited to see how the world <laughs> is going to like continue to grow past that. Right. Like I know like. If this is the the sort of cadence that they're having with their social media in terms of things that don't matter really in the long run, I, I'm very interested to see if they're going to continue that after the game comes out and it's going to be talking about, hey, we're working on a new character, we're working on a new zone, you know, these sort of like bigger announcements. If they're also going to come in a in a decent cadence like this, um, so it has me a lot more hopeful about this game than I think I was before the showcase. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I did, they did some great things. Uh, sorry for the repeat footage, but we're, we, we just hit the two-hour mark, and that's where my footage stopped. So, listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We had almost 400 people here for this new ver uh, episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the banter. Uh, we did have another topic on tap, but what wound up happening is someone in the, in the chat dropped a very interesting question worthy of a conversation so we will back end that last topic to either another show this week or we'll bring it back for next week uh but we got to all the major ones and i'm happy that we did let's get to the outros and then we will get everyone the h out of here we're going to start first with our two new panel members joining us full-time as of today and we'll start first with daniel mcgee brother sell your brand tell everyone about your incredible youtube channel and more importantly where they can subscribe, but how do they reach out to you on social media? Yeah, so you can reach out to me on social media uh, at Daniel J. McGee on Twitter. Uh, I run some polls on there sometimes about sort of what kind of content I'm going to make next. So if you want to be sort of part of deciding what I spend my time on, uh, it'd be a, a good place for you to be. Uh, and you can find me on YouTube just at Daniel McGee, exactly as it says here in my box. Um, I'm trying to hit 500 subscribers. I'm still an itty bitty channel. Trying to hit 500 subscribers by my birthday in August. So the best birthday nice. present you could give me is a is a 
big old subscription. Please and thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, Daniel does some great work on the channel. Uh, it's how I found him, as a matter of fact. Uh, I asked him to uh, be on the show a couple of times. He did, and he impressed so much that he is now a panel member. So I definitely uh, uh, rubber stamp his channel. I think he puts out good, good uh, thought-provoking content. You should definitely check that out. And uh, Infinite Umbra. Well, you have an amazing podcast and an amazing, amazing team at that podcast. The uh, I believe it's the Xbox Infinite at podcast. Right. Um, and uh, listen, uh, again, listen to your guys' show several times. Love what you do over there. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out another positive Xbox uh, show and also one that speaks truth. You will give the righteous smoke. Uh, as uh, as uh, many people in this community say, when it needs be, but you're not gloom and doom. And also, right. where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, thank you, Boom. Uh, thanks for the shout out too to the podcast. And like uh, Boom pointed out, guys, you all can find me on Xbox Infinite on Fridays. It's at eight o'clock Eastern, so it might it might be a bit late for some of you all. But if you're not all like you know, I don't know, extra old boomers you should be able to tune in without <laughs> your geritol and all that <laughs> tune in and show us some love i don't want to hear any excuses all right everybody no but seriously thank you all for coming through and supporting this and uh of course you can find me on on social media under infinite umbra or umbra infinite uh and of course on place oh, excuse me xbox rather i don't play on playstation multiplayer <clears throat> um but you can find me on xbox under super havoc if you're like-minded good cool well-mannered people you know hit me up sometime and join a brother in a game or two yeah absolutely real quick highlander 001 drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and thankfully for reminded me he says great panel love the different point of views love seeing uh umbra infinite and daniel mcgee follow them on twitter well thanks so much for following them brother and i'm glad that you enjoy the banter that they're going to bring to this show and thank you for the generosity as always uh punk soul sell, sell your brand brother and that's quite a brand because you are on 19 podcasts i don't know how you have the <laughs> time in the day to play games but you do but i want you to really talk about saturday's show yeah. because the reason why is you guys you and uh steel rain are incredible members of this community you guys are marching towards 1k i want to see you hit it in 2022 Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, tune in Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for what potentially is going to be a four-hour affair. Usually is at this point, boom. Uh, first of all, thank you. It was great to be back here on Xbox Factor Podcast. Again, it's been inconsistent. It's going to continue to be inconsistent, but man, do I miss my Tuesday afternoons, mornings starting out this way. Uh, so it was great to be here, boom. Thank you so much. And, and Daniel and Umbra, obviously, welcome again, brothers, to the panel full-time. Uh, appreciate all your thoughts and your uh, ideas, and I love hearing new voices. And that's one of the best parts about podcasting is you get to get together with new people. It's great to get together with the brothers all the time as well and the sisters that we're always used to but when new people are introduced it's always awesome to hear their their perspective on things in this industry so thank you both for being here and obviously mav and uh n64 josh it was great to be back here with Thanks, you brothers bro. yeah absolutely umbra absolutely man 
Um, but otherwise, you guys can all find me uh, on Xbox, on Twitter, as Pong Soul. You know that. I've been ultra busy lately. I'm not as active as I would love to be uh, as uh, I once was, but that's real life. So we got well, to Well, yeah, I was going to say real life gets in the way, damn it. It, it damn does. Damn real it life. Does. Again, again, <laughs> anybody out there with the million dollar briefcase that just wants to pay me to do this every single day, I will give you six to eight hours of content every day. I promise. Uh, I will do it full time, okay? Uh, but other than that, find me there. Otherwise, Thursdays, PM in the PM, over on Fun Speculations channel, Pong and Mav in the PM. Uh, we will be back this week, God willing. So please join us there, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. Me and Mav, sometimes we have a guest, but we're going to deep dive two, three, sometimes four topics. And we're going to get down to business this week again. We missed last week due to me, real life again. But uh, we will be back. So please join us there. And then back on Fun Speculations channel for Xbox Ultimate. 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time, every Friday night. Guarantee you're going to laugh once or twice during that show, and we're going to go left, we're going to go right, we're going to go up, we're going to go down. We are going to find some crazy topics to talk about, as we always do, on top of the gaming and Xbox world. So please join us there every Friday night. Saturday mornings, like Boom said, it is living split screen. Look, Steele and I would both would love to do more. We just can't. Uh, so we give you... Two shows in one on Saturday mornings. Yep. That's right. It's three plus hours, but Steele and I have been going for four uh, on a regular now. So join us every Saturday morning, live, raw, and uncut, as my brother likes to say. We will get your Saturday started with that energy. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Split screens, all one word. Like Boom said, we are on Mission 1K. We are approaching 600, so we just need some help. So tell a friend, share it out, whatever you can do. Greatly appreciate all of you in this community that do so, but join us and see if you like what we're putting down. And if you got to leave and you got to go do something and come back, we're probably still going to be on. That's what I usually perfect. do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect show. So join us every Saturday, Living Split Screen. Uh, and then Saturday nights, the Shop Podcast over on PTK Blam's channel. Another fantastic channel. PTK has been doing it now for almost six years. Listen, it's a great time over there. PTK, Fuzzy Belvedere, myself, and we usually have a guest. This week, we've got an Australian sensation, Doom Cutie, coming on oh, this nice. Saturday night. So be there it's gonna be a blast 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time the shop podcast ptk blam's channel otherwise let me end it this way it is the golden age of gaming obviously you guys all know that already please get out there and enjoy it play what you love love what you play but please keep assassin lupa in yes. your prayers, your prayers thoughts, thoughts. Yep. whatever you do send energy her way she has a risky high risk procedure tomorrow uh, the sixth. Um, so please keep her in your thoughts and prayers. We need her back. She's a phenomenal human being. Yes, she is. She's, she's a part of the extended family. She's a, considered a friend to many of us. Uh, she's a bright light. So please, please do that for us. But otherwise, again, play what you love, love what you play, and I'm going to talk to you all real soon. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely, brother. And uh, Mav, sell your brand, brother. You got a lot of shows. You do a lot of streaming. We got to get people to check out your show help you move and and uh, obviously mission 5k for you so let's get you over there uh sell your brand tell everyone that can reach out to you on social media but more importantly stop by check out give a like and subscribe to your youtube channel right i'm in uh fun times today everybody yeah check us out on twitter uh, fun speculation youtube fun speculation we have one less show boom I, I canceled one of them because it was too too much. Much, you know, yeah. Everything, yeah. everything mm -hmm. else 
that I, I wanted to do. So I got plans on some new stuff coming for the channel, but that'll be a few, at least a few weeks away before that gets going. Uh, but still on Mondays, uh, we didn't have it yesterday because of 4th of July. Right. Um, fun speculation podcast Mondays at 10 PM Eastern. Um, then also Thursdays, as Pong said, PM in the PM, 7 PM Eastern and Friday nights, Xbox ultimate podcast at 9 PM Eastern. And um, just random game streams. I've been playing lots of random stuff lately. Diablo played some Battlefield yesterday. Um, I like to hop on and mix it up quite a bit. So come check it out. Uh, say hello and hit the like button, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Like what we all like to say, get our numbers up, help share in the positivity of gaming with the community. Like Boom does here, one of the uh, one of the best community podcasts you, out there. Period. Thank I'll you, say brother. that. So. It. Uh, yeah, appreciate everybody in the chat too, guys. Rock. Thanks. And, well, thank you so much. And last but no way least, TikTok Josh, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can see the hundred man Mario Kart, where they can tune in and check you out on TikTok. You're super busy there. But more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Guys, I'm N64 Josh everywhere. We've got the Nintendo Powercast going strong with uh, with daily episodes starting this week. And Xbox Now Podcast is back up and running. Servant117 giving us the topic. He's one of the co-hosts from that nice. show. So super glad to see him in the chat hanging out with us. And uh, the other thing I am I am launching is I'm going to do content creation coaching. So oh, if you're nice, a creator... Dude. And you want to figure out how to grow your brand, how to take things to the next level, how to how to come up with just a content schedule so that you're not thinking about creating. You're just doing it every week. Uh, hit me up. There's uh, there's I'm I'm I've been working with quite a few people and I, I love it and I just want to see people succeed at what they're doing. So uh, uh, please, please hit me up. It's N64 Josh everywhere. DMs are open on Twitter. Yeah, listen, that's that's really awesome, dude. And like I said, you know, if you are looking to get into content creation, building an audience, incredibly hard. I take nothing for granted. Uh, you know, I, I've I've had other shows and I failed at them. They just didn't hit. Don't be afraid to fail. Uh, but be honest. Don't it, do not get into this. I'm going to build my channel on hate, and 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 and, and looking to get hot. You know, the hot button topics. People, they're like shooting stars, folks. Very bright for a second, and then they dull out. Don't do that. Sell your brand. Be a part. Be a positive part of the community. And I'm telling you, you will grow organically. You will grow the mom and pop way. It's 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 okay to do that. You do not have to be the flash in the pan. Don't be the flash in the pan just for numbers. Uh, but that's awesome. Real quick, are we also if people are asking in the chat specifically. Let me see if I could find him. Uh, oh my God, why, why did I lose you? Damn it um where are you hold on a sec let me see oh scott gamer dude is saying that uh he's not getting notifications that's because youtube sucks that's the reality <laughs> uh youtube sucks there and we're at that mercy um because they're the only platform i'm hoping epic games if you're listening come comes out with their own service uh and and uh decides that they're going to now make a youtube-esque service but epic games that would be great uh, because I think everyone would leave YouTube. I'd leave YouTube in a second, but I'm, I'm stuck at their mercy. And what is he talking about? People aren't getting notifications still. Why that is, I have no idea, but I know that they did some sort of an update a couple of months ago, and uh, it knocked off everyone's notification bells. So I've been putting, you know, I've been talking about it for a while. 
Um, and uh, I even reached out to YouTube. And after like three weeks, they finally got back to me and they said, hey, uh, you know, um, there was an issue. But uh, reach out to your your subscribers and tell them to ch check the bell. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the help. That, that was wonderful. Um, and it only took three weeks to get a, to get a word from them. So uh, check your notification bells if you're subscribed. And make sure that they are clicked. If you if you and if you're not getting notified, just you know shout them out on shout me out, add me, link me, uh, at me, and uh, at YouTube Gaming, uh, and and let them know that, that that's still a problem because it is it is a problem. Um, but again, I'm at their mercy, unfortunately, because there's nobody else. Uh, but listen, folks, that's your show. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, this week for Double Barrel Gaming. We have uh, tomorrow night uh, with Dealer Gaming guest appearing on Primetime Gaming, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have, uh, I'm going to be sitting one-on-one -on -one with one half of the dynamic duel, uh, Asa, from Game On Daily. Uh, and uh, we're sitting down with him on Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And finishing off the week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be bringing you Breakfast with Boom. We have a, a, a solid pa a pack of shows to keep you uh, occupied during the hot times, wherever you are. Uh, but, of course, before you get out of here, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed. A big shout-out to the to the people that continue to drop Super Chats. Well, folks, those are, are turned around, and we put them back into the channel. This July, third week of July, which is going to be uh, Breakfast with Boom, we're giving away $400 worth of di digital prizes. And all you got to do is be in the chat. That's it. Eight $50 gift cards. If you're a channel member, you get an extra entry. If you drop a super chat, you get an extra entry. And all you got to do, again, is be in the chat. That is uh, Mrs. Boomsticks initiated Christmas in July. Uh, she wanted to give back because we know people are having some trouble with, you know, with money. So times are tough. And you know what? It'd be, it'd be a great, uh, you know, so maybe that $50 gift card may not be big for you, but it might be big for somebody. And that's why we're giving eight of them away. This third week, I, I, I'm going to put some advertising in the coming weeks when we're giving it away. And if you are an international viewer, don't sweat it. We will get you the money by a cash app or PayPal. Everyone that wins, wins. Not that, oh, you're out of the country. You're in the UK. I can't, I can't send you the code, this, that, and the third. No, nope. we will pay the taxes. We will pay the difference on the funds. And we will pay for the actual transfer funds so you don't have to so a $50 prize could be a $60 prize and we are willing to pick up the back end of any uh, fees that come up so don't sweat that if you're an international uh, fan and you uh, win you still win uh, and not a lot of podcasts do that but we pride ourselves in doing so ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for being here uh, of course I'm going to close out the show with something that I always do and it's something that's important to me hopefully one day folks will be important to you that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.